Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to welcome you to the house that happens. Sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke and voted best dive bar in the GTA four years running. We'd like to say that it's probably the best dive bar in Ontario because when you come into here, we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we got a whole bunch of things to talk about this in this crazy world we call sports. A, a number of crazy things went on. We want to hopefully catch all of them within the next 90 minutes. However, we would be amiss if we didn't start the show with the great performance by Patrick Mahomes at the Super Bowl last weekend. What a fantastic game. One of the best Super Bowls I have ever seen, and i probably seen them all. I think the first time I am old, the first Super Bowl I seriously paid attention to was Kansas City beating the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. That was the first one back then with... Uh, um, Super Bowl Four, right? Super Bowl Four. That's yeah. what it would have been. And uh, the quarterback who just died was great, Len Dawson, who was also a great broadcaster but let's get to the game at hand what for did me, you think uh, bro? i was gonna say for me it's been uh, a little bit shorter than that i think super bowl 40 was the first one i saw seahawks steelers that's oh the yeah first that one. was yeah. that was a pretty good uh super bowl except the steelers i mean the uh, seahawks crumbled that's yeah. a mass ha- hasselback started right yep, yep yeah that's yeah the one. They, they crumbled like freaking a cheap suit or whatever they say in any event i thought it was a great game um i we have to uh I don't know. Um, how would, where are we going to put Patrick Mahomes in all of this? The guy was unbelievable. Yeah, he was fantastic. Playing on one leg, basically. On one leg. Uh, my question is, and nobody's going to tell us what, what happened, is I wonder what they did to him at halftime. Oh, I can suggest <laughs> they, they pumped him a few of the full things. Oh, 100%. Things. I, I thought that the game was great. There's a lot of ways of looking at it, and I thought when I was going into the game, I thought that would win it for Philadelphia. If you remember we were talking about last week is I thought the mm-hmm. Philadelphia O-line would have a huge part in this game, which it really didn't because Philadelphia didn't really run the ball. Uh, and Surprisingly, like yes, Sanders they, was... Yeah, uh, yeah, hardly anything. They yeah. Did. I thought they should have run the ball board, but I thought the biggest loss was you're talking about the team that led the, the NFL in sacks and they didn't get to a one-legged Patrick Mahomes yeah I, I mean all credit to Kansas City's offensive line oh they, in the second they half up. they were unbelievable all game oh all yeah game. and I, they, I like the I like the old Andy Reid like you say we were talking about it they did a number of those sneaky plays where they let the guy get through and there's uh sitting in the flat would be our boy Kelsey and uh they they, they went after Kelsey in the second half more but he made yeah. the big plays in the first half when they needed to be. And another thing that I heard that was brought up during the week, which I I am I uh, definitely have to agree with, is Jalen Hurts now has to be respected as a top-tier quarterback. I think so, too. 100%. He, he had a fantastic game oh, as well. Well, there's no quarterback that's ever had numbers like that in the Super Bowl that have lost. Yeah, Except that's true. for the Brady numbers against... Uh, Philadelphia a few years ago mm-hmm. and Brady threw for three million yards and lost but to have numbers and he rushed for three touchdowns which tied Terrell Davis's record yep um, but I really think Philadelphia I I would say the reason they lost in my humble opinion is the fact that the uh like I said the O-line dominated the line of scrimmage because it was supposed to be this massive physical game and Philly was going to bring it old school and I thought that they got out financed by Mr. Andy Reid well and how about that uh, turnover 
Oh, that, that that that's like a ten point swing we're talking about 100%, at least one hundred percent right there, and that's when you're going to look back on it. And I really thought after the game when Jalen Hurts got up to the microphone, I respected him even more. He he uh, he he discussed like I'm going to take this as a learning lesson. We're going to come back. Said all the right things, whatever sure. you want, you, whatever you want to talk about. But the bottom line is the man played great. And if you're beginning at the beginning of the season, because he only had that one playoff game last year where he lost straight to Tampa Bay before uh, losing to Brady. And they said, is this guy ever going to be a pocket quarterback or is he going to be a running quarterback? And I seem like he's evolved into sort of a Patrick Mahomes light when you think about it. Sure. I think he's a little bit more dependent on his legs than Mahomes. Mahomes, I think, bread and butter is still being a pocket passer. Oh, I but, agree. I, I, but the thing is, is like Mahomes went for 26 yards on a key part in the game on one leg. So oh, yeah. I mean, his, his, his feet are still going to do him well. Oh, so sure. Like, but I think that's more of a secondary option than it is for Hertz. Oh, 100%. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I'm not, I, I say that um, Hertz's accuracy is, I think, a little underrated. He threw some nice passes, and what really made it for me that he did, same, he does, but he doesn't have the. It's the arm strength, I think. That's oh a no, concerned. he doesn't have no yeah. Mahomes. Mahomes has got that cannon. But one of the things that I really give him credit for is um, the momentum was clearly in Kansas City's favor when they got. They were down ten points, and they came back with all those points in the second half. And Hertz still came back with that great play to Devontae Smith. Yep. And then they had the balls to go for the two-point play, which he ran in himself, which told me there was going to be no laying down by Philadelphia with that momentum shake. Because usually a team, you know, when you, the, the swing goes out many way and can't, they can't stop Kansas City. They're scoring on every possession. Suddenly you're down. There's only five minutes left, and he makes a great play to Devontae Smith. I thought it was that was that that showed me character yeah. on the part of Hurts really, and that was the point in the game too where I turned to my buddy and I said to him, "This is, is going to come down to basically the last team who has the ball," which was kind of true. I mean, Philly had the ball for like four seconds at the end, but okay, so then they had we, one time for like one hail mary play. Okay, so it. what we have to do is you're gonna we're gonna have to talk about the ele- elephant in the room. Which one? <laughs> okay, uh, okay, <laughs> the one is that everybody has been bitching about the most was the. Uh, holding call on Juju Smith. I don't know about you. I rewatched this play like twenty times since then, trying to because uh, my problem with it on the broadcast is they only showed the slow mo of it. I'm like, show it in real time because I want to see like if this guy, like if Juju actually got held up, right? Mm. Upon further, further review, review. <laughs> low plug there. Uh, watching it thirty times, how many times I'm like rewinding it. I think it was a good call. Oh, it had to be called because Mahomes, like they said, why didn't Juju have any reaction? Uh, Mahomes was pointing immediately because the hold was at the line of scrimmage, which is so when you go out there and he was just tugging him in the end and you see where Mahomes threw the ball in the goal, he wasn't going to catch it anyway. Well, he wasn't going to catch it at the line of scrimmage because uh, what's his name? Uh, Barrymore or Jumar, whatever his name is. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Um, he turned him at the line of scrimmage, which changed the whole play. I heard Keyshawn Johnson uh, explain it, um, what, how playing, and him being the wide receiver that he is and playing that many years, he said the line was ruined, the, the route was ruined at the line of scrimmage. And yeah, that's what we don't that. always see because unless you have the sideline camera angle to see, but I rewound it too, and um, I, I saw a lot of pundits that went, oh, you shouldn't have called it at this time of the game. 
No, a penalty is a penalty is a penalty is a penalty. Okay, so we'll remember that when we get down the road when the Stanley Cup playoffs come, okay? Remember you said that a, play, uh, a hey, penalty yeah. is a penalty is But the a problem penalty. is that they don't exactly call it like that in the Stanley Cup okay, playoffs, so any, we know that. In any event, um, <laughs> I really thought the cornerback after the game had the great line where he said, listen, sometimes the referee let things slide. And they watched the films after the game, and they noticed that at times certain referees let certain things go. Yeah. And he thought, he, he was honest. He said, I thought maybe I could get away one. But he did the tug. He turned the route. Yep. And uh, he admitted the fact that, yeah, I did do the hold. So for all the people screaming and yelling, um, back up on that. It was a great game. I don't want to talk about, as, as the coach said, Sirianni said it too. He goes, you can't say that we lost because of one play. When you take the, the well, if you're gonna blame on one play, it's gonna be that turnover, that fumble. I still think you got. They almost got over that when you think about it, because like, like it, I said, that's a big swing though. Oh, it's huge. That's huge. a ten point swing at least. Huge, and and you know what? He'll do that once a year. It's just that he picked a very bad time. Yeah. To make the call, but otherwise, I would say I got to think about it. And I was thinking about it all week. Um, I think it was one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time, especially from an entertainment value. The game was clean, except for the call at the end. Like, I put it up there with the um, Pittsburgh-Arizona Super Bowl. I put it up there with the couple of those great uh, Pittsburgh-Dallas um, Cowboys back in the day, which yep. was before you were born Super Bowls. But those those Super Bowls were great. I put it up there with the... Um, New England-Atlanta? Yes. That, that There was another one, too. But I'd also people remember they were low-scoring games, but they had high drama. It was, uh, like Brady's first win was a good Super Bowl. They said it was a little pedestrian because there wasn't enough scoring. Yeah. But I thought it was the last time in an era when defenses got respected. Okay. Because later on, Ray Lewis won. Okay, because yep. it was a San yep. Francisco one. That was a pretty good Super Bowl. But That was. You know, the the uh, the Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick yeah, that was versus a, Joe Flacco, yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good Super Bowl, too. But as we will see, and the time was going to tell, this is going to be a uh, considered maybe a top five, definitely top ten Super Bowl of all time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The so, only thing, there, there, there's a couple of sideshows that, that we definitely should talk about. In the turf? The, oh, we can get to that, too. That's something that the NFL should be absolutely embarrassed about. Well, there's a little bit of a conspiracy theory about this, too. I don't know if you know about this. What, what's the theory? So the guy who was responsible for the turf, his name is George Toma. He's 94 years old. Oh, right. An employee forgot, yeah. of the Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. So... Um, I don't and, believe in conspiracies. And, so, uh, well, hold, well, I mean, hey, I'm just floating it out there. I'm not saying either way, but you can, you can draw a, a straight line there. And um, from what I was hearing, too, it's, there was that – I forgot the name of the grass they were using, but they had to use, like, an extra layer of ryegrass, I think it was called, yeah, which is yeah. more slippery. And yes. that was to kind of counteract the grass being – pushed down compressed because of the stage so exactly that that sounds like it's the problems and it, it looks like kansas city was way more prepared for this than the eagles were but both teams were slipping eagles players were slipping twice as much those are there was actually someone that counted uh, i had heard the fact too but then again it should have been an adjustment at halftime with the shoes these it, guys bring one more pair of shoes but yeah i mean at the end of the day it's still kind of on the philadelphia equipment staff yep I agree. So you got to bring bring all the cleats. It's the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, exactly. Well, right? one of the things that I've always said is that they should know this, and it should be in the pregame annual, is that two things you know about a Super Bowl. The halftime is going to be longer than usual, mm -hmm. and the field's going to have some effect because, first of all, you got all that stuff on the field. Oh, yeah. And they were saying, um, one of the things they were talking about, the amount of people, the grounds crew that was sitting there running out to put replace all the divots 
from all the stuff that was going on oh, from geez. the halftime show. So you combine that with the field that should have been prepared better. They said that they should have had this a week before. They better set it up. They were doing like the, like the first. It didn't get worked on until a week before the Super Bowl or whatever it is. But That doesn't sound very long. No. They should have had this ready a long time ago. It was a bit of an embarrassment for the NFL. But I'll tell you this much. By the time we get to the beginning of the season, no one's going to be talking about it. No, but I think the point is we shouldn't be talking about this right now. Right? Perhaps. Perhaps I don't know. I'm saying like the like all the things like the turf. Oh yeah, know? but that, that's that's all part of the makeup I of guess, the game. I you guess. know what I'm saying? Um, what we really should be talking about is there's two things. Halftime show. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. I, um, my wife said to me, "Don't be too harsh." In any event, I didn't <laughs> like it that much either. I know I'm in the minority on that, but I thought it sucked. If you want my honest opinion, I heard I, it was I, much better live. Sure. Okay, so let's cut to the chase uh, here. Are yeah. you a Rihanna fan? I like her music. I do. Okay, so yeah. let me tell you this much: If Rihanna came on the radio right now, I wouldn't tell to, to be able to tell her from Taylor Swift, Beyonce, name a couple of those other chick singers. Sure. I don't. I guess know. it's a generational thing because, like, I was in grade seven, I think, when SOS dropped, and that was like that blew us all away. That was like this is like, and then I don't know she kind of just like exploded from there. So I just liked her other attributes, which we didn't get to see because she was definitely She's preggers. Yeah, so I, I don't want to see because my wife got She's sexy though. Yeah, she what? Well, you know what? You're even sexy when you're pregnant. So let's cut to the chase. That we're not going to say that. I'm just saying that when you're kid, when you got a bun in the oven, and you know you're going to be doing the Super Bowl show, shouldn't you have said like maybe whatever? I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought about that too. You know, like come on, you're doing the Super Bowl. But the greatest thing she like I I've got this joke. Being the disciple of the Detroit Lions. <clears throat> One of the, the uh, jokes that I came down my way was um, Rihanna's unborn baby will get closer to the Super Bowl than my Detroit Lions ever will. I did not appreciate that at all. But in any event... Um, I mean, you can make the same joke about the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I agree. So. Yeah, well, they've already won, but that's a different story. Well, the bottom I mean, line this is, group of Cowboys, Oh, no, they're not going. Say. They're not going to go there. I don't see it now. This is Their ceilings they're, they're, is, is, is going by quickly. What I think is more important when we'll get to that is, so obviously is we've got one for the show, one not for the show. I heard it was visually much better live. Yeah. And you can always tell that because it was things they were doing... It's hard to pick that up on TV because it almost had a 3D effect in the stadium, which you could never going to get on TV. Right, but the, the halftime show should be a made-for-TV event. Let's be real. Okay, so the right? last time it was a made-for-TV event was by the weekend, and it was amazing. But because I love weekend, that one. Oh, I think it's one of the best of all time. But half the people didn't really were big weekend guys. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like that one. It's a little, uh, I guess, yeah, hit and miss with yeah, but, some people. Uh, yeah, but it was amazing. I thought it, I thought it was fantastic. Me too. I thought it blew this Rihanna thing out of the water. If you last want. year's was great too, when they had basically like oh, every single rapper. Got, ever. Oh no! Well, that was gonna be <laughs> that was gonna be tough to overcome after sure. last year the way they did it, and they did it in the daylight too. So they didn't have all yeah. the effects, and it was just as effective mm -hmm. with Dre coming up with the console and all that, and, and, and which is far more effective. But let's get away from the sideshow thing. One of the things that's going to come out of this Super Bowl is the Mahomes-Andy Reid legacy. Oh, yeah. So I think this puts Mahomes in the top ten quarterback. Top five. Sure, why if not? If he retires today, if he retires today. So he's played six years, five as a starter. He's been the five AFC Championship games, three Super Bowl appearances, two wins, and two MVPs. Two MVPs. And a partridge in a pear tree. Two regular season MVPs as well. That's what we're talking about. At 27 years old. 
So I'm just saying, like, what are you going to say about the guy? It's all uphill for him still. And he's got the contract that's relatively copacetic for the cap space because Kansas City's got everything in line. Yeah, he's kind of doing that Tom Brady thing. Exactly. And he's making enough money on the side, I'm sure, with endorsements and stuff that... You know, that balances out in the long run. He was on the cover of Madden a few years ago. He's not hurting. No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. But the, which the thing is, is that they're going to say, in my opinion, um, if Philadelphia were to get back to the Super Bowl next year, I would be very surprised just based on the fact that uh, history always says. Yeah, it's tough to go back. It's tough to, back. to go back. Whereas I would think Kansas City would go back because they got the core of this team, especially the old line, is already signed in. Yeah. And my- Chris Jones is signed in too, isn't he? I believe Both so. The, yeah. So, my my prediction about Philly is that they won't be in next year, but I think they'll be back the year after. Oh, I, I'm, I'm oh, I, and I they have two. Pick, they have a, the tenth and the thirtieth pick in this year's draft. So like they, this team, the, their future is bright. Oh no, I I agree, and they'll be the front runner in the uh, NFC um, NFC East yeah. for sure. Oh, for sure. The the bottom line with that is it's going to come up to what are they going to pay Jalen Hurts. That's the thing. That's going to be affected. How much of, yeah, how much of uh, he's the still on Because he's still on the rookie contract, so it's going to be how much money is he going to be going to be asking for. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I think Jalen Hurts should get his bag. you got to see all the criticism that he got. Is he a pocket passer? Everyone reminds of the big game where he got taken out mm-hmm. and uh, Tua got put in. He's got that legacy to live with. He went to Oklahoma. They got to a playoff game, and he stunk. He hadn't really done anything. Alabama. Said, yeah, well, yeah that, that game. But then he left Alabama because Tua... Oh, oh took over and he went to Oklahoma with uh, what's the guy that L- Lane whatever his name is that uh, the guy that's running USC right now sure and he he hit a wall in Oklahoma in the big game too so there's all these question marks about what kind of character does he have in a big game and I think all of those should be answered I thought it was amazing that and part of the press conference is um, uh, Mahomes said if there's any more Jalen Hurts doubters out there that they better re- retake a look at football because you're not oh, watching yeah. the guy. He's got. A, he, I think he's got enough arm. I think he's got enough moxie. I think he's got the leadership skills. It's just going to be the old dance around how much money can you pay him to sustain the rest of the team. That's going to be the big thing. We, we've talked before about how strict, how hard that NFL salary cap is. Yep. So it's, it's going to be a... a, a tightrope that the Eagles are going to have to walk. I think they're going to figure it out. They're going to have enough. Like 40 I said, million. He's going to get 40 million. Is this, sure. He's got one more year on his rookie contract, right? I believe so. So, but I mean, so, but this is the fifth year option coming up now, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, God bless you, Philadelphia, because um, this has been another, this has been a good year for Philadelphia teams when you think about it. Oh, the Phillies. The Phillies, the Phillies going there. The only thing is, is I like the fact that, and we'll get to that later, that supposedly Tortorella sent out that letter to the fan base and the season ticket holders about Philadelphia saying, we promise not to suck too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard, but we'll get we'll to get the NHL in a minute. We'll get to that. Uh, just before we leave the Super Bowl, not only we, like, both of us have agreed. Not only was it a great game, we had the little nuances about the turf. We had the late call that people are talking about. But once we're said and done, it's going to be saying Andy Reid's second Super Bowl win, which puts him in another legacy position where I'm going to have to say, which I used to say for years, when Andy Reid got fired by Philadelphia, I, I said to myself, who are they going to get better? Now I'm going to have to take a step back on that because not only did they, I'm not saying they get anyone better, but they've made two Super Bowl appearances. They've won and, both and, of them. Or sorry, they, they won, won one, one and lost one with yeah. two different coaches. Yeah, so, two different quarterbacks. And two different quarterbacks. I'm wondering if the owner of the Philadelphia, what the owner of the, Lurie, who seems to be a pretty good owner. 
You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, he went from the steady to, no, I want it to happen right now. Is that happened because do you think owners are getting older and they start looking at their mortality? Because um, Larry's not that old. I, think I mean, if, if that were the case, then Jerry Jones wouldn't be hanging on to Mike McCarthy, would it? Well, I, I don't, don't know. know. He, he hung on for Jason Garrett. It just seems kind of odd because yeah. what I'm saying, my point being is this. I thought Larry let Andy Reid go too long, but they said he got stale. So they had to move on. Yeah. And he had his first losing season, and he had, and he had the – remember we were talking about some of the um, – clock issues that he had oh yeah some skeptical decisions he made but people seem to forget he went to four straight yeah nfc championships and the cha- yes so and now he he's the super bowl back then too. yes so now he has nine championship games appearances how many other co- guys have had that i think there's only a few i think you go to landry belichick, belichick. and reed i think that's well, this definitely puts Andy Reid in the discussion of greatest offensive mind. In oh, he, oh, that's a gimme. But all yeah. around coach, I think that um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here that people are gonna say I'm nuts. Is it Brady? Was it Brady or was it Belichick? Or was a combination of the two? I know you're in a New England guy, and I'm gonna give you that. But I'm just putting you this way: if Belichick's the greatest of all time, then Andy Reid, I'm gonna call him one A. Fair I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it this way, and it's often people are gonna say this: Is this championships make you the greatest of all time? Well, it certainly is part of the formula, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. So, um, what what does Andy Reid have to do? Win one more to say how many coaches have won three Super Bowls? Okay, we got Chuck Noll, we got um, uh, uh, what's his name Walsh from San Francisco. Jimmy Johnson. No, he only won two. Barry Switzer got the third. Oh, remember? really? Yes, he only oh, got shit. the two. So how many quarterback coaches have won three Super Bowls? You got Belichick, you got Landry. Am I missing somebody? Uh, Chuck Noel. Uh, 49ers, who was their coach? Um, Walsh. So we got Walsh, Walsh okay, yeah. Noel. And did Landry win three? I don't know if Landry won three. I think he only won two. I thought he won two, yeah. He only won two. So we got Belichick, Chuck Noel, and, and uh, that's it. Someone else has the one. We we okay. We we, we should got. We need a it's producer, tough. statistician. But okay. So if Andy Reid wins another Super Bowl, which I predict that he will, he's the same age as me. So you think he's? I was going to ask you next. Like, do you think he's retiring? So obviously, no, the no. He no. he said no, no. He said no. And when you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback at twenty seven years old, he's getting up there though. And he had a heart attack a few years ago. That's the thing. And didn't his son commit suicide too? I know. I the, think he just stressed pro- that yeah. situation. But yeah, yeah, you know, the problem with Andy Reid is wait. The guy, the man's big. He's yep. a big boy. He's sure. been big since you ever seen him show him that punt, pass, and kick competition. Remember when they show him when he's a kid? Oh, yeah. He was 14. He was what? He was almost the size he is today. <laughs> so uh, my my thing is this. Before we pass it on, we want to we wanna just say there's been a few things about the NFL season that were amazing. There were a few things about the NFL season that were kind of sketchy. And um, I think the sketchy things had a lot to do with the um, refereeing. Yes, and the calls over the year, like we will review that next year when we get to our review. I'm just going to say I'm going to blow my own horn right now, and I do believe way back at the beginning I said no matter what, Kansas City was going to win the Super Bowl because of uh, Patrick Mahomes, and I said, and I'm going to say he's going to win another one, and he's going to win another one, which makes my point this. When he wins his fourth Super Bowl, and you look at his performance by then, and everybody knows I'm a disciple of Tom Brady. You're going to look at their careers and going to say, if you had to draft them in their prime, who are you going to draft first? And I think the question is going to, going to change. 
Yeah, because Mahomes is actually got on his feet, which we know that was Brady's Achilles heel, right? Oh, uh, exactly. All right, and and it was Brady's worth ethic too, because coming in the league, Brady did not have. Brady was no first round pick. Remember, we know. Oh, the story. sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hundredth, ninety ninth overall pick. You Whatever know, the, the case may be. Seventh quarterback taken. Well, drafted in the sixth round. There you go. So, anyways, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, the legacies of Patrick Mahomes, and the legacy of Andy Reid. Yes, sir. And thanks for a great football season. And guess what? I will be jonesing for the next three weeks. It'll probably take me till the NCAA tournaments to start to go. Okay, life's back to real. Because come on, bro. There's no more football now. Yeah, but uh, I'm a racing fan, so that's filling it, going to fill that void. And Daytona 500s this weekend. Oh, that's true too. We're, F1 we're is uh, on the way, uh, just around the corner. I'm, um, I am, I am beefing up for my F1. Um, what will you call it? I'm, I'm definitely um, adding to my resume of what to know about the F1. But we'll get close to that. We'll have an. F- when is it opening? In two weeks, three weeks? March 5th is the first race. Okay, so that means so. next weekend we should have a little open discussion yeah. about the F1 season, and I will be prepared. Get ready to get up early on Saturday, Sunday mornings. Oh, yeah, so oh, I won't go that far. I'll just hit the PVR button. Sure. Um, any- I just want to rant about one more thing about football. There's, I'm not even going to say the name and who was involved, but there was something so stupid that was hyped up for weeks. That was played during the third and the fourth quarter. What a letdown. It w- That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, we're going to talk about our boy. I, I don't want to bring this. I don't even want to give it too much attention just because of like. Okay, then we'll go on. But he's a much, great character. He is a great character, but that was that was the dumbest thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> that was the dumb, like not even in the stadium. It was like out in the middle of the freaking desert. Like there was like two people. It was. It, it was shockingly Pokey. it was shockingly stupid okay well, that was one of the worst that was the most overhyped worst thing i've seen in my life okay I'll, I'll, if you want to go there um i didn't really watch it <laughs> the truth i just want to know there how for much... two seconds i wouldn't be surprised if you missed it okay so i want to know this how much money did he get oh i'm gonna say a million dollars We'll never know, but I'm, I'm willing At to, least. Uh, okay. It's, so. it's a seven-figure number. In any event, you know, there's everything that's always overhyped, overdone, overcooked, and in the end we go, ah, ah. It all goes back to this. Once upon a time, there was a guy named Evil Knievel, and I don't know, <laughs> and, and ever since the Evil he didn't Knievel. Make, he didn't make most of his jumps, I know that. Okay, so in any event, when that went down, and that was a long, I don't even think you were born when that went down. That was the end for me of all these hype things. I just look at them, oh, it's just a hype. That's the same with Rector Geraldo Rivera when he opened up what was it? Oh, Al Capone's tomb. That was part two. There's nothing there. Yeah, like this. Come on, it's just these like <laughs> what the, what it is is all the time is uh, I go back to Barnum and Bailey. There's a sucker born every day. Yeah. So you're gonna you know you can fool some of the people all you know, the time. You know what though with the evil Knievel stuff, at least I respect that because that guy put his freaking body on the line. He had a parachute on a freaking bike. Come on. It was the biggest Still. Okay, okay, can I can I just give just just for the show let you know my my history? That was a wide world of sports. And back in the day when I was young, you had to go to four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon because there just wasn't the sports that we see today. Well, there was only a few channels. Exactly. So on on Saturday afternoon, you had to watch sports. Like you'd watch an Ali fight at four o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Like it's a wide world of sports. Yeah. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. You know, the ski guy going off the runway and all of that. So they're talking about evil can now everyone's seen him wiped out in Vegas, nearly broke every bone in his body. Everyone's seen him jumping all those school buses. Now he's gonna jump the goddamn Grand Canyon. Now let's just check this out. 
First of all, everybody wanted to see the crash. This is like going to see oh, they, sure. they're going to see the crash, all right? So everybody in their in their world is sponsored. The world is on edge. Like they've been talking about this. He's on every show. Oh yeah. He's getting the press. It's in the newspaper. He's got a new Elvis suit. Because notice he designed his suits after Elvis. If you do notice oh, yeah. that Elvis his yeah, evil yeah, yeah. the thing I don't like about it is he had that Confederate flag stuff across the front, which he'd never get away with today. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, that's that's his a little offside. Had, yeah, or but, not even a little, that's just offside. Well, back in the day it was still normal. That <laughs> tells you how much we've advanced in this sure. world. But in any event, the parachute opens right away. I never laughed so hard in my life. First of all, I, I did run to that. I came, you know, you can fool all At least you laughed, like, though. I did not laugh during the stupidity uh, that's true. during the that, Super Bowl. That's true. You got I, some entertainment value out of it. I laughed because I said, what a greatest con. And here's what he did. He made sure the money was in the bank. And he said, oh, just, sure. and he said just in case something happened. Nobody knew that he had a parachute on that damn freaking thing. He went up in the air and a parachute opened. One of the greatest cons in the history of the world. That's why, and I don't know, I had to be, what, teenager then? Whenever it was, I'll have to check the timeline. It just told me from now on I've never bought into anything since then. Anything that you can think of that's big hype since Evil Knievel, I've changed the channel. Because I said, nah. How old were you when this happened? I think it was late. I was in my late teens. And that's when Old Man Cruz was born. That's when I was born. <laughs> I said, nah, no more of this stuff. I turned them off. People said, oh, you got it. Like, you cannot. I wish I could think of a few off the top of my head where people rushed to the front row to see that I didn't even get out of bed for. Right. Because you know what I mean? It was always that thing about you can fool some of the people all of the time. That's all Evil Knievel did. Yeah. When you think about it. <laughs> Which turns us on to being fooled again. Let's not be... We are in Toronto. We are in Etobicoke. Yes, sir. Not only are we in Etobicoke where they say this is the birth of Leaf Nation. Should have been an afterbirth, I think. But that's another yeah, problem. The birth of Leaf Nation. Is that... That's what no they way. say. They say it's in Scarborough. Some people say it was here. You didn't read Ken Dryden's book, Ken Dryden from Etobicoke. No, I missed Ken Dryden's book. Sorry. That's okay. But they're, they're, they're well written, but it's Ken Dryden, a oh, little sure schmuck is. that he is. But <laughs> the bottom line is they say the um, Leaf Nation was born on the road hockey streets of Etobicoke, and some people say it was born on the road hockey streets of Scarborough. So those guys can go to the argument. My, my thing about the Toronto Maple Leafs is, again, where I'm saying it sounds like Groundhog Day is they picked up a hockey player who I think is – just another one of those cookie-cutter guys that's going to go into their lineup is not going to make a bigger difference than they think. Even though he was playoff MVP four years ago. Listen, I could hit a golf ball 300 yards when I was 40, okay? I don't hit a golf ball 300 yards anymore. So you're going to tell me he's going to do the same thing as now? Let's look at well, First of all, we haven't even brought up the guy's name. Can you can you introduce? Aren't you going to bring welcome him to Leaf Nation? Uh, Isn't that your job? Okay, fine. Come fine. on, you got to do something so, here, bro. I'm uh, not uh, let me, let me, do you let see me, what I'm wearing? Yeah, Which we're going to get to that in a minute. So uh, late Friday night, I got a notification on my phone. The Leafs swing a three-team trade. Yes, with uh, the I want to talk about that uh, with the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild. Toronto sends Adam Gaudet. Um, just a mind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mikhail Abramov, who's like kind of like a C level prospect. He's not going to turn out. A first, their first round pick this year, their third round pick, or excuse me, Ottawa's third round pick this year, and a second round pick next year, or yeah, second round pick next year to St. Louis. And they send a fourth round pick in 2025 to Minnesota so they can hang on to salary of Ryan O'Reilly. I hear you. And we also get Noel Lachardi, which so kind of solves kind of two issues. We. Get that bottom six forward we need. We got that top six forward we need. I don't think the second guy's only going to get it on the ice. Achari? Yeah. 
Oh, I don't know about that. You think so? He'll get more time? Right, so I, think, I think he's going to slot right into that fourth line. Okay, here's what I think. And, and, and let me just say that I am all Leafs all the time. Not. Okay? Let's just check this out here. What have we been saying all the time? You know what they should have done? They should have went out and tried to get that Sharon guy from Arizona. They should have tried to get that... Gravel, uh, that would that would cost them Rasmus Sandin. That would have gone against your uh, building up the defense. Though. Okay, so the, the, I, the, the, I'm glad they didn't give up Sandin because I that's heard what he it, that's what okay. would have cost. Uh, okay, well I would have figured out something else here. I would have even gone after the guy from Columbus. What's his name? Um, Gavrikov. Gavrikov. What they still need? on the t- could still be on because I, I still think they're going after a defenseman. Okay, they they got him. They got like okay. You know I don't want to say nothing about O'Reilly. He has the MVP. Resume, okay, and that was a great excellent two-way center. Yeah, at minus twenty-five, bro. Again, how many who, who points? Are his line mates? Who are his line mates in St. Louis? I don't give a damn. They Bums. Got the, okay, we, Bums. But, but listen, we got the sod kid on the same team, Brandon Sod. How come he's this not minus? He's thirty. Doesn't matter. He's not minus twenty-five. He's only minus nine. Playing easier minutes. Sixteen minutes to twenty minutes. I'm just gonna say this. Maybe this is gonna be a wake-up call for the guy because he does score thirty goals. So if you're going to do something, you're going to go all the way. Why didn't they go after Meyer of San Jose then? Because uh, well, the rumor is that like he's only going to – well, the rumor is he's only really going to sign an extension with uh, New Jersey, and that's kind of scaring some teams off. Well, I think that, uh, that that's a point. We're going to get to the trade. Although I think Carolina could basically say, like, to hell with that and just go after him anyways just to keep him well, away okay. from New Jersey. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that in a minute. Here's my thing about the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'm not going to stop until they get knocked out because I predicted that they're going to get to the... Uh, Third round. Yes, okay? Now I'm starting to be a little bit concerned. Not, not, not super concerned because they got to win the first round, but all indications are they're going to play Tampa Bay again. Yep. Okay, so what does that be? The whole city is going to be shaken. There's going to be Italian and Portuguese grandmothers that are going to be watching, that are nervous. I bet your grandmother, I bet your mom's going to be mer- nervous. Oh, That's my a mom's lot. a diehard. Okay, so yeah. she's she going to be worried. When she goes, they're playing Tampa Bay again? Yeah. Your mom's saying what? Ah! Oh! <laughs> Come on, you guys, you're all going to be scared. You know Everyone's what? holding their breath. Of course, you shouldn't be like that. You should be going in there going, this is our time. We're going to kick that lightning ass. We're I mean, I feel, I feel more confident about it now than I did yesterday. What you should have thought about it like this. Okay, you were a goalpost away from beating Tampa Bay last year. Oh, no, don't remind me. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to beat that like I beat a dead horse. Because I want you guys to understand this. Here's the problem. You guys are like overdrive. You know that show that comes on every day? I'm going to tell you why it's the same. You're bland. What do you do to generate excitement? O-Dog wasn't on there talking about the fact that he got his alumni coat. He didn't lose his alumni coat, which is very cool because that's another story. If you anything about Jeff O'Neill got his car stolen, which is a drag. It's happening all over the city. Yep. But the bottom line is those guys are pretty pedestrian. How do they bring up a level? Now, I've been watching more because it's a Canadian content thing. And I find that the show is very pedestrian, that they need a power forward or they need a defenseman that's going to make something happen because O'Neill can't do it all the time. No, okay, no. All right. he's, he's the big personality on that show. Okay, so I get it. And I give you Hayes this. He's a professional voice on the microphone. Okay, so let's move this over to the Toronto Maple Leafs. John Tavares is their professional voice on the microphone. And Mitch Mariner is their, and Austin Matthews is their pump up of excitement. But here's the deal. I never seen O'Neill go into the corner, knock someone on his ass, steal the puck, and come out in front of the net. Austin Matthews has got to do that in this playoffs because O'Neill he doesn't uh, play. Yeah, but back in the day, oh, Jeff okay. O'Neill, remember when he used to play? He 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 could score goals. He had yeah, 40 he goals. Was, he had, yeah, he goal. did have a forty goal season. He had forty goals. Yeah, he was a goal scorer. 
But he couldn't. He did not go into the corner and do shit, even for his size. He was he'd never, laying out an odd hit, but that was it. Yeah, yeah. but I win the odd lottery ticket too. There you so go. okay, so that's my, my point. My, okay, so here's my deal. If you guys don't develop some grit, that's the problem. Like, what are you going to do? I think, and I hate that vermin piece of caca, Marshawn, but he's already calling out the Leafs before he got there. And he was saying, like, what do they do to muster up something in the third period to change the direction of the game? You don't think Ryan O'Reilly could help with that? I don't think he's ever been tough enough to do it. He didn't do it then. You know what? I know he he's won? a big boy. He's a big boy who played great in the playoffs. He went up and down the wing. Did he knock anybody on their ass? Did he clear someone out in front? Of his net, no, he skated well and he had Tarasenko on his line. Okay, so there that makes a big difference. So, what you were, they were a power scoring line. What has he done since then? What has Tarasenko done then? Both of them are gone out of town. Why? Because their bats are best before well, dates. I, I, I can go on about how restricted free agents, so they could lose a first round draft. Are they going to re sign Riley? Well, what do we talked about before? What do you want on your team? You want that number one defenseman, right? Don't you think? Riley. Do you think? Hold on, no, hold on. Riley. Oh, this isn't about the Leafs. This isn't about the Leafs. Okay. You don't think it's a coincidence that the moment the St. Louis Blues got rid of Petrangelo, things went south immediately. Okay, I'm going. I'm not going to deny that. That was a big mistake on St. Louis's big part. Mis- okay, that's, we that's take, a big ass. Okay, management we got to agree. Up. We got an agreement there. That's not a problem. As soon as they let him go, nothing's been the same in St. Louis, including their goaltending. Everything's falling off a cliff there. Okay, no doubt about it. And that's. A, I think that, like him and Teres- like Tarasenko has smiled. More that week he's been in New York than he has like the last five years or whatever since they won the Stanley Cup in St. Louis. Oh, I know. Is he? Oh, yeah. He's uh, the thoroughbred that got let, let out of the barn. No doubt about that. I think it's a similar situation for O'Reilly where we saw how fucking miserable this guy was on Buffalo. Things could be could have been going the same direction there in St. Louis. I think he's going to be hyped up now in the Leafs. He's going to be motivated to go. There's a lot of places you could put in the, in the lineup. Where? where? Who's he going to play with, you think? I think they're going to try him on the second line. With the Tavares, but if things don't work out there, I mean, you could try putting him on the third line. Trump. He's a center. I know. So what are they going to do? Make him a winger? Why not try it? Okay. Give it a shot. If okay. it doesn't work, it doesn't okay, work. Here, okay. And, uh, okay. There's nothing wrong with, and he's a good two way player. In his, in his prime, he's a player. player. Not this year. He hasn't been a good two way player this well, what, year. Let's see what happens when you put him okay. with good line mates. Okay. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you that for the benefit of a doubt, but I'm just saying no. Some of these guys are past their best before date. And I'm going to say this, okay? The Toronto Maple Leafs should go out and get somebody that can hit somebody. Someone's going to make Oh, they're some not noise. done. They're not done. So what are they going to do? What are they going to give up? Now, here's another thing I'm going to say about the Leafs, too, okay? Which I think they go after, like, a guy like a... I think possibly like a Luke Shen. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He, I, he's on my wish list. That's not a bad... Okay, uh, if you're going to get there. Okay, so here's what I'm going to just say this. I can't believe I think because I, th- I think Gavrikov on uh, Columbus... That's I, the guy you should go after. I think that's going to be a bidding war for him, though. Get in there. Okay, here's what I'm saying. You okay? just you Here, already gave up a lot of it. Okay, know. so that's what I'm trying to say. Here's what you got to be careful about, okay? This is what I'm talking about. And, and, and the Los Angeles Kings and Chicago Blackhawks should be precautionary tales, okay? How do you sustain your team? This is a big market. Ten years ago, Toronto went through that slump where they didn't have how many years you didn't go to the playoffs? Okay, the city oh was crying about that. I don't think the city ever wants to go back to that. So no, I'm no, going to no, give – I'm going to give Brandon Shanahan the benefit of a doubt that he's built a team that you guys are now a contender, especially in the last four years. What gets you over the hump? I'm going to tell you what gets you over the hump. This team has no goddamn grit. You have nobody who goes on that fears. Nobody fears anybody on the Toronto Maple Leafs. What happens is if the, if the tempo of the game goes up and they get into that good 
good flow that Sheldon Keefe has got them playing with the six defensemen who are playing um, frighteningly familiar to the style that the Boston Bruins are playing, and that's not a bad thing where you think where the Bruins are. You know what I mean? Oh, so I've, met, I've met a Bruins fan in this bar that would take exception to that comment. Okay, uh, okay, so would I, because let's get I don't want to defend Boston either. I hate them more than I hate anything uh, in life. Can but, we just crown them President's Trophy winners already? Okay, so they're going to get that. That's not my point. My point is that Boston's winning because they got six no-name defensemen, and I don't want to call them no-names anymore. I named anymore. them all last week. Don't there call you them no-names. So we, that, that's my point. They went from being no-names to we know who they are, but they move as a six-man unit, and they got oh, yeah. the seventh guy in the press box that can step in and time not only that three or four of those guys on the Bruins defense they hit people when they're coming over there they're looking for bodies I'm saying that the Leafs defensemen don't do that enough so they need a scare factor is that what I'm saying I think yeah, they need. I, I'm, now, I'm with you there okay so what I'm going to say this is and, and I'm going to I was the worst for doing this and now I've, I've turned a corner is that if Austin Matthews continues to play with the physicality that he's played in the last little while here, I think I th he will. Then I think that could make a difference in the playoffs. Because if he comes over the line and he knocks somebody on their ass, he's going to have bunting on his wing. I think that they should keep those two guys together. Oh, I, I think the <coughs> Matthews bunting Nylander line. I think that's going to that be, can't be touched. That, yeah, that's staying together. I don't. I don't think they should do anything. Now, yeah, now there is going to be the urge for when things get a little crazy, and you can do that in the last five minutes. Joe Mariner out there. Yeah. For yeah. at the time being. But as a consistent line, I think those three got to stay together. And the reason being is that they free up Nylander to float. And he's having a career season. Oh, he's been great. But you know what? He's the best floater in the league. I don't give a damn what anyone says. And that's not a bad thing. That's fine. I'm not saying he's The Leafs a bad... don't need him to carry a line. No, no, they don't. They just need him to be in the right place at the right time. He's got a great shot. Yep. He goes up and down the wing. And he stays with his forward. Yep. He stays with his forward. I'm not asking Nylander to freaking knock over a snowman. Okay? I'm not worried about that. If he plays ways, he's got enough grit on the line. Because what this bunting is doing is he makes people take a look when he's out there. He's a little bit of a Tasmanian devil. We know that. Oh, yeah. And, and you got he's him going. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. The Leafs need more character. That's what they need. If they're going to advance in the playoffs, they're going to you have to... Have so Ryan O'Reilly is a character guy, wouldn't you say? Oh, I, I would say he is, but I, I, I want to see him in the Leafs lineup. And well, okay, because he's not playing tonight. I think because you got that three-day window, you don't play. So we won't see him until okay. next week. So it's, by the time we, we have a show next week, we won't be able to evaluate where he is or what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want to say what I love and I don't exactly love about the trade. So what I love, they didn't have to give up any roster players. Oh, that's cool. That's so, because cool. one of my concerns was that they'd have to like give up. Like, I'm not the biggest Alex Kerfoot fan, but I mean, one of my he's concerns, been good for the team. He's and he's good in playoff time too. And he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that like penalty in Game Six that people like to point uh, to, but exactly, uh, exactly. He's he's. He's, he's played better in the playoffs than he's played in regular season. That's exactly. his track record he, he, last two he, years. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he ups his game. Strong yep. skater, uh, 100%. smart player. Um, my concern was that you'd have to use that three and a half million dollar cap hit to bring something in, which. I guess still isn't out of the question, but this trade kind of signals to me that they're not going to move him out. No, um, I, uh, me too. I agree. Um, and then the other one is uh, the decision to trade a first-round pick. I Maybe this wasn't on the cards or in the, on the table, I should say, but I would have rather given up Matthew Nyes, their top prospect. Leafs seem to have high hopes for him, but like me looking at the scouting report, I'm like, uh, okay, I'm, so I'm here it is. Okay, so report. here it is. Here it is. I think if there's any time to give up your first round pick, this is going to be it. Because this is a good draft, though. Don't forget. This agreed, is a, but it's a really good draft. Okay, but uh, that, that, who says it? They're saying it's a good draft. 
I got good lottery. I got good lottery numbers in my pocket right now. The last we'll time they said they, the last time they said it was a good draft. Guess what? It was a really good draft. Okay, and I agree. I'm not, okay, yes, of course. Okay, I, sh- I should shut up. You're right. <laughs> uh, there, there's going to be some guys out there. That's not my point. If you're going to give it up, it's going to be a late first rounder. Agreed, but like, okay. but like, okay, so. The draft so, usually, okay, like, the cutoff okay. is usually, like, what, at number 20 where, like, it's a little bit of a shit show after that? Okay, I agree. I think this is going to be a draft where, like, it's going to go down to, like, 25, okay, even 30. Okay, so, okay. so let's, here's what I'm going to say when you're going to do this because I'm going to I'm gonna throw something else at you that's probably going to weird you out because I'm going to defend something else that, wow, I'm going to do that. Uh-oh. But, wait, okay, but here, first of all, what's the age of Matthews? What's the age of, of uh, Nylander? What's the age of Mariner? What's the age of uh, Riley? What's the age of, like, these guys, Ker- Bunting, what's the age of Kerfoot? These guys are well under 30. Yes. Okay? That is a nucleus a lot of teams would like in the league. Like, a lot of teams have good nucleus, but if you start to look at Colorado, they got a good nucleus, but those guys are starting to push for 30 plus. Yes. You start looking at the, uh, the, like, Boston. For Boston, for all their greatness this year, a lot of guys north of 30. This is their last shot. Okay? So, what I'm saying is that the Leafs have a foundation of a bag load of guys under 30 that you could afford this is the time to give up the first draft choice and i'm going to give credit to mr dubas okay because not only did he not give up a position player because he's going to have to if he's going to go after a couple guys we're going to talk about in a minute but this guy is what really i thought was clever mr analytics himself that he danced around the salary cap to get to get minnesota involved so that he could give them a trade so they could take some of the money so that they can still get another yeah. guy against the cap this year that is insanely yeah. creative and I, I love that you brought that up because all it took was them giving minnesota a fourth a round fourth pick. round pick and they got Who cares? oh no kidding so i'm just gonna say like for all the time that dubas gets criticized because they say he's a numbers guy he's the analytics guy and you know what i think about analytics however this was a clever clever situation that has not been brought on the thing when i when i saw tv and i see the way the numbers went the first thing i thought of that's creative accounting Oh, yeah, because O'Reilly is just going to cost like 1.875 yeah. against the cap or something. So that means with, with Martin out, which I think Martin's going to be done, the Leafs have still got, what, three or four Martin. million? Um, Murray? No, uh, the goalie, Murray. Oh, Murray. Yeah. I think Murray's done. For, like, I don't think you're going to get – my prediction of Samson not being your guy. Yeah. So – It looks other, like they might have to go after another goalie as well. That's what I was that's thinking too. But they still have, what, about four million, almost four million left in cap yeah. space. So, and if they yeah. do give a position player that's, say, in the million to $2 million, then they could bring somebody back. For I don't think they are going to give a position player because I think if you would have done it, it would have been for this trade, don't you think? Well, then they then that, what about those six forwards on the other line? What's the guy that the other guy they got in the St. Louis trade? What's his name? He's got, Achari. Achari, yeah. yeah. So he's going in. So who's going to get bumped? Uh, my, I would think Josh Ander, um, Joey Anderson, excuse me, because he's, he's a call up from the farm team. Okay, so they replace him. Okay, uh, but I mean Zach Aston Reese is. I mean, like his he hasn't been too impressive this year either. So, but he's played better in the playoffs too. He's got a good track record in the playoffs. So that's what's going to be they're going to be that they're going to look at. Anyway, my my thing is this: um, if they're going to go and get a guy too, say they get the, what's the guy's name, Gavrik Gavrikov. Okay, he's an unrestricted free agent. Yes. Okay, the guy from uh, Arizona. Chikrin. Uh, Chikrin. He's got two years left. He's got two years left. So what are you going to do here? I'm saying that you would take the money, and you know you're going to cut. Grab one of those guys because you're going to have them for longer. He's not going to be a like, rental. I think the price for Chikrin's too high, though, I think. Okay, so then let's it's go. It's going to cost you a first-round pick next year, 
It's going to cost you Sandine, and it's probably going to cost you Matthew Nyes as well. Ooh, that's too much. That's a lot. Okay, that's an, okay. It's, and it sounds like Phoenix or Arizona, whatever, they're asking for the sun and the moon for him, which is why talks for him to L.A. broke down. Yep. But I, so. I, so let's go to plan B. And I say plan B is going to be uh, uh, Gavrikov or whatever his name is. He's an unrestricted free yeah. agent. My so. worried about Gavrikov, too, is that, like, um, he's he the guy that's— people. He, he does, but he's going to want to play in the top four. And how is that going to— how's You that gonna, earn it. Mm, you come in and you earn it. I'd, I'd rather go after a guy like Luke Shen where he could just kind of, like, plug into your bottom pair. So then you want another guy that's lukewarm, <laughs> another guy that's, like, warm milk. But you don't want to throw off the chemistry. In, it's a balancing okay, act, don't you think? I agree. Uh, good point. Good point. But I'm saying if you've got a guy in, like, Gavrikov, I think he's going to make more of an impact than Shen in the fact that when guys are coming over. Like, but again, Shen I, isn't known for hitting, guys. Shen is another guy, another defenseman that looks like every He was a other. part of those Tampa Bay teams, though, that won a couple of cups. Agreed, but he was like the fourth or fifth guy. Okay? That's no, all. That, that's fine. He's pretty good. Okay, but but he's going to look the same. That's what I'm talking about. You leave guys. You're getting the guy the same. You're going to get the same stream of guys that do the same stream of stuff. I know. We'll see. Still like, get you out in the first round of the playoffs, and all the Italian grandmothers and the Polish grandmothers are going to be crying again. The husbands are going to be angry. No one's going to take out the garbage. The city's going to be depressed, uh -oh. and I'm going to be making fun of people again. <laughs> Uh, I'm worried that Gavrikov is going to come down to a bidding war, though. I'll take the cheek, but you're good. if you're going to have him for a few more years, like this is what I'm saying. Like but that's you, not you, guaranteed; it's unrestricted. So you talk to the guy, you go to his agent, and by the way, speaking about agents, what do you think about that shenanigans? Alan Walsh. Oh, oh my, my god, god. <laughs> I I'm all here for this Alan Walsh stuff. Alan Walsh, are you? Oh my god! I, if I were a player, I'd want this guy as my agent. What he, this guy wants, he gets. Okay, but I'll tell you what. He danced with, with Sue Sutter. Did you see his press conference after? Sutter? Oh, yeah. it was the greatest ever. Oh, oh. I, I don't think this changed anything about Sutter. I just think this puts him on the clock, though. Why? I, I think his days are numbered. Okay, so guess what? Here's what Especially I Especially if Calgary doesn't make the playoffs. They're going to make it. I think they're going to come in the back door. Here's you think what Minnesota happened. falls out? Here's what happened. The problem with it is, is like I heard a Scotty Bowman comparison, and this is why the whole league's soft. This is why all sports is soft, why the world is soft. You're all freaking made of cotton candy. Those guys ran from Calgary because they didn't want to play for Suter. Let's Sutter, cut to the yeah. chest. Sutter, whatever, okay? They went to Florida. When I went to Florida, how's that working out? <laughs> okay. And Buddy went, uh, Kachuk went where? Kachuk went to Florida. Okay, with Jordan. And what's his name? Uh, Goudreau went to Columbus. How did that work out? Okay, so there's, there's, there's what. So be careful what that you That one I called was going to be a disaster. Okay, way, you so. did. You did. Okay. So they bring this guy over. What's his name? The guy, Walsh, uh, who are we talking about that they, they signed as a free agent? Huberto. Huberto. He don't fit Calgary's style of play. No. First of all, you're supposed to have some grit because you're playing for Sutter. You got a grit. So Goudreau. Did Goudreau Kachuk, have grit, though? He, he, went, he wasn't afraid to go into corners. Eh, and when enough. he had a big winger, he he, he you know he wasn't scared. he wasn't scared to go through traffic. He does Huberdos doesn't exactly have that big winger though. That's the problem. And he skits on the perimeter too much. He doesn't he doesn't muck it up, yeah. and that's what, what's killing Calgary. Besides a terrible goaltending. Yeah, that's number one. However, so I'm gonna look at this. So you're an agent, so you can just do some tweet, which you know the tweet derives from the word twit. And in English, we know what a twit is. Just go see Benny Hill. So this whole, he's a bit of a twit. Now, he gets what he wants, yes. That's what they're saying. But do I want my guy coming up? Because did, did, did this come out of the dressing room? Like, he was also the Marc-Andre Fleury guy. Remember yes, a couple yes. years oh, ago? We yeah. all remember. The, the sword threw the sword, him. You yeah, got yeah. it. Okay, so we know this guy's a shit disturber. 
However you cut it. He's a shit disturber. So what does the Uber do when he goes into the dressing room? Do you see his, his press conference? Oh, you know, uh, it's my favorite show. Oh, he's just like, oh, yeah, that's Al. And he said it with a smile on his face. Yeah. Okay, so what happens? You don't release that shit unless you talk to the player. Exactly. Okay, so what? He's going to get on the camera. He's going to look you in the eye and lie. I don't know. That's Alan. That's what he does. <laughs> Come on. We're not stupid here. So is there a problem in the dressing room? There could be. Okay, so let's. So what does Calgary do? Do they make any moves? They got well, nothing to make moves. You're with. saying player wise. Player wise, what's going to get them over the hump? I don't know. It's is Carlson going to Edmonton? Eric Carlson. Is he going to Edmonton? Mm, I think they'd want Chikrin more. Oh, Chikrin should go to Jersey. I think that the the thing is, is I think that Chikrin or Meyer, I think one of those guys is going to go to Jersey, and I think that Jersey's going to sell out to do it because they're playing way better than they expected. Jack Hughes got banged up, and he's going to get banged up more in the playoffs because I think he's. I playing think they're going to go after like the, I mentioned before, Timo Meyer. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're going to go, go hard yes. after him. Uh, well, I, that's what I say. Either I think him it's going to be a bidding war between him and New Jersey. Sorry, Jersey and Carolina. And Carolina. Okay, yeah. okay, definitely. And they're going to run into each other along the way, oh, which is going to make it more hoping. interesting. Yes. That's what I'm hoping. I thought so, too. That would make it good. But I'm saying New Jersey, who have come this far, this quick, and it's wide open this year. It's more wide open. Like, who is the – oh, Boston. Boston is the, the – Oh Yeah, yeah. But they've got – But the, that, uh, that Metro division, I mean – New Jersey, Carolina, New York, that's too close to call right now. The Islanders are still struggling to get in the playoffs. See, they made that out. They yeah. added the guy, and look, they, at that hasn't worked they, out as well. They've lost, like, their last four games yeah. now. Yeah, and, that's, and they're uh, outside looking in so far to speak. So. Yeah, I might have to give you credit for your take that it's a move for next year. Yeah, because I went, <laughs> okay, here we go. And, and and I thought, so I'm saying that the Jersey is a team, is a better team, has a chance of making the next step up. You oh know yeah, what I mean, yeah. Like they can make the. That's what I'm saying. So if they should go for it, because what my point being with this and getting back to Dubis and stuff is this: is that you don't want to wreck a team. You got to look at the numbers which he's creative, created on, creative to keep your team together. But most of all, do you really want a rental? The thing is, if you can bring a guy in and you know you can get him for a couple of more years, so that's what I'm saying. If they could talk to Garvikov or whatever, the guy from Columbus. Um, that they, they they could sign him. Like, can't they just get him and sign him? Or, you know what I mean? And Chikrin's only got two but more years. But then you got to worry about fitting him under the cap next year. I mean, how much is the cap going up? There's a lot of considerations there, right? Okay, but if you won the Stanley Cup this year bringing him in, who gives a goddamn about the cap? Who gives a damn about anything? You got to worry about getting the playoffs next year, though. Okay, well, they're going to lose a bit. I think that the Leafs are built to be good for the next few years. So I'm really thinking. Yeah, as, you'd hope. So, and, and I don't want to defend them, but. Um, if they get if they fail in the first round again this year, which let's hope they don't, I'm even going to say that because it's better for the wow, playoffs. Wow, coming from you, yeah, I'm I'm hoping it is, and then everyone's going to say I'm just jinxing, especially the guys at work. You're just saying that because you want to see them. Yeah, lose. it sounds like you're trolling. I'm, I'm that's I'm what a I'm saying. I, I I've even got the Stephen A. Dallas comparison. Yeah, <laughs> but, we've talked about that. Well, a guy who works at the same thing about it, and I go, Am I really sounding that bad about the Leafs? I'm trying to tell you guys, I live in Etobicoke. I'm oh, yeah. cheering for you guys. Come on. Cheering. Okay. I'll believe it when it. I see it. I've never <laughs> seen you cheer for the Leafs once. Well, there's certain things I don't do. Heroin, cheering for the Leafs, you know. <laughs> don't say you like, do. It's that simple. Okay. I, uh, I, I hope they play well, which gets back to this because we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss that great, outstanding, truly entertaining rivalry called Montreal's in town tonight, bro. Yep. The Leafs big game. Ah, big game, my ass. Let's talk uh, about no, that. Like, let's let's be it's real. Only, the Leafs, 
the Leafs and Habs. It's so a one media. Team, it's a media rivalry. Yeah, but like one team could be in first place, one team could be last. You're gonna oh, get they're going to get an entertaining game. Yeah. My point is, is that I'm still going to say, thank God they played in the playoffs two years ago to bring up a rivalry because I've said for years the Leafs have always been little scaredy cats. They ran away years ago in the Ballard days and that what's the big rivalry with Montreal? We played you the first time in the playoffs in what, 40 years? Yeah. So how do you call that a rivalry? And we're not even going to make the playoffs so we're not holding our end of the deal up. But um, when you look at it, the, the reason I'm bringing up this rivalry is because everyone's taking a pick at the Montreal lineup. Who are we going to give up? Yeah, I want to bring that up. Yes. Okay, so I'm telling you this. I don't want to give up. No Nobody unless they're old defensemen. And I don't even know if I so want to give a threat. And he's hurt. So we're not going to get nothing for how, him. How long is he out for? Who knows? And Monaghan's hurt oh, really? too. So the two trade. Monaghan could be back soon though. So you guys can use him as a trade chip. I hope he's out of town quick. <laughs> I'm by his train ticket. Bye. Get. I don't want him around. But I don't want to be trading. I think you guys can like fetch a, like a mid-draft pick. Maybe a second It's not going to be like last year where we got guys. Because we just don't have anybody that we want out. The, the main guy that I hear in the talks is Anderson. If we give him up, I'm flipping. Everybody wants an Anderson. Look at the game yeah. the other night. Scored a goal, got in a fight. Just like 1980s. You know, or something like that. But you know what I'm talking about, Grit? Because when it comes to the playoffs, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Jeff O'Neill. He said something this week that was very, very interesting, okay? Do the players have an unwritten rule where they, they don't hit? There we go. Yeah, I heard that. There too. we go. Is that, did <laughs> I was that make to that too? Uh, did not did not get your attention because you start thinking about now. Some games, some players are always going to hit. Aberjacky for Montreal, yep. Romano who we traded to the Islanders. The guy on um, who hit um, Kadri the other day, Jacob Truba. Oh, like that guy. Okay, so they're going to be hitting. Because, He's the one guy that like regularly hits in the league. But you know, but that game is a physical game. I agree. So let's start hitting. So what are you going to do? Everybody saves it up for the playoffs, and then everyone starts hitting like crazy, and then the guys like Jack Hughes go down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're going to start taking hits. you got to take the body. you got to do that. So what am I saying is, and we're going to get to this towards the end of the show, the quality of the games, because I'm, I'm saying that this is the all-star break. I've seen a lull in the games in the NHL of late. They're not like some of the games, like yeah. last night's well, Islander, Islander kind Pittsburgh of the dog game. Days, right? Yeah, so yeah. Islander Pittsburgh game was was a good game last night, but um, some of the games now it seems like that Chicago Toronto game was so bad. <laughs> that was pond hockey. Oh my god! <laughs> that was pond hockey. And then meanwhile, back at the uh, at the, at the uh, meanwhile back at the farm, the night before they played Montreal, and we looked like the '76 Montreal Canadiens. Oh my god! I want to rant about that a little bit. Hanging. Uh, the rookie goalie out to dry. Oh, oh, oh. that's a, my my least favorite Leafs tradition. Right beside guys scoring in his first game and guys scoring in a major drought. Okay, I got that. <laughs> that we we should put that as a sign in the house that happens. Things that we 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 try to stay away from. That's an interesting point. My my take is. Oh, we, I've seen that. I've seen that story a lot. A lot so. Oh, I have too. It's, yeah. it's interesting you bring it up. My my take on it is um, is I don't know. There's just something about when you get to this time of the year, and, and we all know Connor, what's his name's out there? Bedard. Bedard's out there. And there's tanking, and then there's just not showing up. So what I'm saying is what not showing up is, six months ago, I heard Patrick Kane say horrible things about the Toronto Maple Leafs. And now, <laughs> apparently, it's one of the teams he wants to be traded to. Do is, you buy that? I don't. If, you want, if Toronto Maple Leafs pick up Kane, I think they're idiots. 
The guy's past his well, best before day. He's I got a, a bitch. I got a prediction. I think Chicago's getting lowballed for Patrick Kane. They're going to get like a, a couple of seconds. Okay, there's a hip problem, so they're not talking about his hip injury. Okay, nope. so anyway. Oh, he definitely so, doesn't look healthy. Okay, in any event, it's good that we've come here because the proprietor, the proprietor of the uh, Shoeys Bar and Grill here, and I want to ask him one question. Serge is in the house. Yell in the microphone. Serge, say hello. Hi, how is it going, guys? Not too bad. Do you good think well, who did the Habs? Now that we're here and we're dressed up for this great rivalry called the uh, the Toronto Montreal rivalry, who do who do you think the Habs should give up to the trade deadline if they give up anyone? I don't think they should give up anybody. Thank you very much. That's what I say too. Live with what we got, That's right? You, a minute ago, you said they should get rid of Monahan. Oh, no, that guy. Well, I'm saying Monahan the, the, hasn't been proven. You know, he's, him and uh, Edmondson. He's been injured all year, and uh, once you lose him, you get a little healthy. They've been resting all year. They come back. It's going to be a different, uh, different cat. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, so trade him. Get what you can get for him. Trade him wide. Then next year we got to look for. No, no, he like hasn't. That. He to me, Serge, he hasn't panned out near as well as we thought. He was a little too soft for me. So I'm saying Montreal. Nah, he's he's uh, he's stepping in his own shadow. He's he's going to come out. You know, he's going to be the new Shea Weber man. He's gonna he's gonna learn. He's learning. He's gonna come. What are you smoking this morning, bro? I'm, I'm usually with you. I, I don't agree with that take at all. I think we should get rid of him. We should get rid of Edmondson. We should get who else? Um, yeah, but we're not going to give him away. That's no, what everybody but wants. But that's we, we, what everybody wants. Okay, so if they, 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 they give us a first pick. Oh, we're not going to get no first pick. Okay, no, we'll take no. a couple second, second rounders. I don't you know, have a problem with that. a second rounder could be on the table. Look, we, okay. got, we got a first round for Sherratt last year. But we, we got nobody to trade like Sherratt. We got no Sherratt we got to trade. Hey, I think that's still ridiculous. guy has got a first for Sherratt. We stole. We stole. But we stole, which for, is good. For Edmonton, we, we can get the same pick if the team that wants it, that's at the edge. He's a difference maker. No, he's right not, not anymore. You think so? He's, yeah, yeah. He's coming off His injury. His father just died. He's got an injury, uh, back uh, injury, got you. Okay. surgery. You know, his mind's there. Once he gets focused, the guy's a beast. Okay. I've seen him like live. Okay, I know, like, I know he's been a beast and he showed some stuff on Pittsburgh, but he just he hasn't been he hasn't been the uh the guy that we thought he was gonna be. I thought he'd be a little bit more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh right. That's a long time ago, Serge, but in any event. Um I don't Nine think years. that we should trade you know you know who I would trade? That Danden what what did Dandenoff? How do you say his name? Duran. Duran? No, the guy on our, the forward. Oh, one of, one of those Ds are going to go. <clears throat> yeah, that's the only guys we're going to go. Like, they've scored a couple goals, right? Yeah. Okay, lately. But I'm saying, like, Montreal and people have been flying around our team. And, Serge, I'm going to say this. If we trade Anderson, I'm losing my shit. No, we got to keep I don't think you guys trade Anderson. No, but wait. everybody, every trade rumor everybody comes wants Everybody wants Anderson. Everybody uh, People wants. can say what they want. Yeah. Like, go to, like, Hockey Buzz and, like, these websites. Get out of here. Come no, on. No, okay, agree. So, I'm, I'm not saying, like, like I, I heard, I don't know who was it. Was it Edmonton or a team out west? Gave a serious offer to Montreal, including a first-rounder. It was a rumor that came up on one of the... Yeah, 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 the rumor came up, didn't it? Somebody offered a first-rounder for Anderson. My take on it is this. If you get rid of him, then next year you're looking for a guy like that. Exactly. So I, I'm saying we don't trade Anderson, like the Suzuki's, none of those guys. No. They all we stay. Have, I think we, they're safe. We have 16 picks this year. So we'll just add so on we, and go, like yeah, keep the nucleus. No, hold on. We don't want more picks this year. We're good next year. Next year, you no. Play. I think this is the year you want uh, draft picks. This is going to be a good draft. Yeah, it's going to draft, but we got sixteen picks already, roughly, right? You know, and is that that many? I believe so. I, I know, know it's it insane. Year, right? insane. Uh, but, insane, but also like if you look at what Sam Pollock used to do, and I was w watching these uh, things. 
in the 70s, 71, he'd trade for picks in 74, 75. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And people were giving him up. Yeah, but and you he's see. Given, uh, washed up players. Okay, I know that was Ralph Backstrom for Guy Lafleur. That's basically what that boiled down to. You guys have ten draft picks this year. Is it ten? Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Okay, so you got. I was alive then. Okay, I remembered all that. They yeah, trade Ralph, was, or eleven. Excuse was me. Was it Ralph Backstrom? We got. What was it? Who do we get for Guy Lafleur? Basically, Ralph Backstrom went to the Golden Seals for the pick, and then we traded someone to L.A. to make sure that they stayed down. It was Backstrom. It was Backstrom the extra yeah, guy they yeah, traded? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. remember, they thought they were catching up to California, so we gave L.A. Yeah. a good player so that they would be better, That's and right. we'd still get Lafleur. So it was two guys. Well, I know one was Ralph Backstrom. I'd like to say Bobby Russo, but no. I think he was already gone by then. Might have been a defenseman. That, th- those were different days, though. The value oh, yeah, of the draft yeah. pick was... Not, well, it wasn't considered yeah. as well, much. It was only 16 picks, right? Yeah, well, whatever the case, maybe we did good, but that was the old. That was the end of the time too, where uh, Toronto got a player and then Montreal got a player from the. Remember, you're allowed to keep one. That stupid rule about the Quebec. Like that's why I hate. Quebec. Yeah, but then well, that went. Out. That was that. Sixty-six. Been, that, it went out. Sixty-eight. Wasn't Sixty. It? Yeah. No. 66, Sixty-eight. No, because 60, they got Mark Turdiff and Rajon. The first pick was in. Uh, yeah, so it's around that. Around that, because yeah. the last two guys we got. Yeah, so the last two guys that we got under that that. Montreal, Quebec gets the Quebec player. It was Tardif and Houle, right? Were the last two guys. Yes, yes. One after, and two. Uh, one, yeah. Then they, and after that, they changed no. it. Everybody yeah. got a shot yeah. at him, right? yeah. yeah, Something like that. Yeah, we're getting a little off topic. Okay. So I, I want to get back to what we were talking about before. And, Serge, I want your take. So we're talking about Patrick Kane. And uh, so apparently what you were getting into, he the, was he, talking trash about the Leafs early on. Now, yeah. now all of a sudden, apparently, they're one of the two teams on his trade list. And Would, that's, would you take him, Serge? I'd take him any day. Kane? I mm. saw everyone's complaining about his hips. Everybody's that guy I went I was in Montreal on Tuesday. He was terrible. Chicago and thinking, you know, I'm watching the game live. All I'm watching is eighty-eight. This guy can still move. He does all the little things. It's not just what you see on TV. He's speed back, four checks, comes back, and his hip didn't look like there was any problem. Same thing in the Toronto game. Saw the same thing. Well, anyways, Darren Pang. Darren Pang said he put they because the scouts are doing this. They put a camera on Kane, just on Kane, and then after the game they took a look at it and they said, "Who wants this guy?" So obviously on the ice he's maybe not trying, or is it hip, or just does he need the change of pace? I'm just she saying his attitude. Okay, well, okay, maybe Chicago's that's going to be. going to get lowballed though. I think it's. I think they're going to get like two seconds. Like I think Toronto ridiculous. would be nuts to take him because he'd screw up the chemistry in the dressing room. Number one, yeah. number two, who's he going to play for? Is it going to be guaranteed his hips going to work? That's one, two, Too three. Many questions. That I'm saying no, and that attitude after when Tarasenko went to New York and he went to okay, I love his honesty. But yeah. that, that's deep inside. I'm pissed. I got shit going on that I, I'm, I'm, I'm carrying around. I don't want to bring that to my team, Serge. Well, hold on a second. He waited and waited to name his teams. You understand what I mean? He could have said at the beginning of the season, yeah. hey, I want to go to New York. I want to go to Toronto. Beginning hey, the- should put Chicago in a spot. Do you see what he said at the beginning of the season? He'd rather drag his balls through crushed glass and play for Toronto yeah, Maple Leafs. Yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah, quote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now he's big. Toronto will be Toronto. You know what I'd say? Here's the glass, you know, buddy. Start he, sliding. He's a Buffalo Start guy. Start sliding. Yeah, he's well, a Buffalo well, guy. Well, you know what? You know what the whole thing was like when uh, he didn't get traded to uh, New, York, New York. He turned right? into a complete bitch. Yeah, but all the cab drivers were happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good line. Okay, That's the guys that got to step out. I'll be back in a bit. Okay, no problem. Right. Thanks for yelling in there. So if I was Toronto, I'd stay away from Kane. Yeah. What's going on with Taves? 
I mean, he's not looking that good either this year. Okay, I mean, so I, what is I, he going to do? His, they're both – the crazy things is I want to know what happened. These guys are the architects of three Stanley Cups in six years. Okay, do you forget that all of a sudden? The guys are still in – they're less than 35. That was, that was eight years ago, though, that last Cup. Okay, agreed. That was so, eight years ago. Agreed. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. So now Taves is, what, 34? Uh, Cage yeah, 33. I think it is. They're around that. Okay, so how much are you going to get in the tank for these guys? They're unrestricted free agents. Okay, so these are 100% rentals. The, the scary part is, is like, Taves might be the most, after O'Reilly's off the board, it, it, like, Taves is probably the most valuable center left on the board. So, what like, is, what, what's this game? Exactly. What's it's, this it's, game? It's a, it's a weird, this, this trade deadline, like, there's not too much. Like not too many pieces. Like let's be real, right? Okay, no, they're not. So what do you what do you what are you gonna do? Um, uh, I think Winnipeg goes after him as maybe like a third liner. What is Winnipeg gonna go get? Because we haven't talked about Winnipeg. I think they're, they're in a pretty a lofty to go position. All in. Okay, so what's their all in? What do they need? I like about Winnipeg is they could use a center. They, they could use oh, a little bit of help on that second line. Okay, but uh, but one thing I like about Winnipeg is they got those big defensemen. Oh yeah, that's what I like about Winnipeg, and and the, and the formula is St. Louis a few years ago. What did they win with? Big defensemen. What what won last year? Well, McCarr was hurt, but they had the other big guys on that team. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like most of the teams that are winning lately are showing you they got boys. Well, in St. Louis, it's rumored too now that uh, Colton Pareko could be traded too. So there's another big boy potentially on the market. Really? Yeah, I did not hear that. There's another. I think guy. he's got term left, so it's probably maybe not. It could be an off season move. Who knows? But Okay, in any Something event... Something that's being floated out In there. any event, um, uh, I'm still saying that we're talking about Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens. I'm with Serge. I think we should sit tight. I think Winnipeg is... that They, they could use some forward. I think they could use some more scoring. I agree. Mm-hmm. But I like their back end, and I like their goaltending. We should bring them up. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be a little bit more show in the playoffs. I don't think anyone's going to want to face Winnipeg. Winnipeg is a team you, they're, 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 they're going to have to deal with. That central division's interesting because, yeah, yeah, Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado, no one wants to play any of those teams. No, no, no kidding. And we got to mention Dallas because Tyler Segan has seems to be uh he's been playing great hockey again he's been playing really well we need a he needs a winger exactly that was just he, to say that's on dallas's wish wish list 100 percent. like and he's one of my favorite players but you need someone to play with sometimes you but know again, what i'm saying who's like besides timo meyer who's left on the market the barbashev on st louis he's like eh, the, the, he's the eh. second best winger out there okay so that means guess what there's we're just talking maybe about like max then. domi or like tyler bertuzzi but what's max domi gonna do he's been invisible the last two nights it, like you know what shouldn't he's the top scorer be, on chicago though but what shouldn't he be shouldn't these guys be additioning all the teams that are like guys on columbus guys on chicago, I, but like chicago guys on arizona shouldn't they be playing their ass off because they're additioning for a I, shot in another it's team it's true but like Chicago just seems like such a freaking toxic atmosphere. Oh, though. it's got. I don't, ever, I don't think it's made for anyone to shine through right now. No, and not only that, they still had to go over the the sexual assault nonsense that they gone through. Like, and then they fired Bowman, and, and the whole yeah. structure, their whole infrastructure, it, took an earthquake. So, me and my friend, we were discussing last night about uh, if if in fact the dra- the draft lottery is fixed, who would Bedard go to? And my friend suggested Chicago, and I said, absolutely not. They've been bad for business. Yeah. Why would they be rewarded? No, then they wouldn't get it all. I think no. if, the, if it's, if it's going to be fixed, I'm going to tell you who's going to get it. The Blue, Blanc, and Rouge. I thought about them. Oh, them, yeah. Them and Vancouver were top oh, of my list. Oh, yes. Because yeah. yeah, sometimes that happens because a lot of things come out of Toronto. Not that it's – I'm saying it's Canadian-centric. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It'll be Canadian centric that way. You know what I'm Possibility saying? Possibility of Philly too. I could see them winning Screw the draft. Philly. Uh, I'm not Philly. I'm just saying. 
That's 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 a big Everybody's franchise. Everybody's got a shot when you get a, you get a shot, and, yeah. and they've been down and out for a while. Which just which just be, before we get off the hockey thing, um, I got I got one. I think I kind of told you a little bit this, but there's there's a little bit of a hot take. Okay. I heard the other day. I want to bring it up at the end of the hockey segment to you. Okay. Okay. Before. Okay. We'll get that in. I just want to say something. Okay. When you're doing a podcast, what you what we've been doing, especially we've been doing this for a while, and and we we will get better. We we are building a mansion, so to speak. You listen to a lot of other people on the air and talking heads to disseminate what could make my game better, what make Mr. Milani's game get better better and uh, I take a lot of shots at guys on TV because some of them I think that are really terrible punching okay? up I love it okay so I'm going to just say one thing one of the guys that are kicking the hardest is you know I've been just slapping overdrive as as much as I possibly can but I, I think you might have heard this and I, I really really gave Noodles credit when he said we're talking about things that happen in life and one of the things he said was when about Jeff O'Neill's car getting stolen he said he would like to be there to confront the people that steal the car. I thought that was such an idiotic comment. Did you really? Uh, you don't know what that other guy's carrying, man. Okay, that I, don't, don't okay. risk yourself. Take the car. Don't risk your life. Okay, but I like the fact that I say there's no fire in the crew. They're mundane. They're porridge. They're all the bring, thing- him, bring him. Bring Bring that. Those, these spicy takes when you're talking about sports. Then that's okay. That's what, okay. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. That's what I was going to take. The whole thing. I was going to say. I was so impressed when he said I would. I was actually impressed when I heard him I, say that. I thought that, that was like such like a all talk moments. Like buddy, like you say that now, but once that guy's on your driveway. These like two or three big okay, guys in a driveway okay, might but, feel a little but, but differently. You see, this is this is where you, you you're taking it where this is what I'm gonna compare it to Leafs overdrive and everything else. Why don't you show that kind of drive fire, yeah. fire when you're doing the show? Why don't the Leafs show that kind of fire when they're in the playoffs? That's my point. Not that I mm. I'm think I don't think I would. If someone's stealing my car, I might walk away. But sure, he, I but hope you know, do. There's noodles. I like you, Cruz. I want to, I want you around. Yeah, okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like the guy showed. Cojones right then. Why don't you show me some of that fire during the show? That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that you know what I'm Fair getting enough. at. You know, that that's that's the one of the no, I agree. Was, I agree. You know what I mean? But in any event, what was your take now? It's not my take. Okay. So um I promised the person that told me the story that I wouldn't name names. I'll tell you if you want no details, I'll tell you after the show. Okay. But um so uh, a colleague at work, her son plays hockey, play, plays single A. Okay. He was talking to a coach, skills development coach. Okay. They're kind of just, you know, chatting it up, whatever talk he's asking, you know, about players or whatever. He brings up Connor McDavid, of course. He says, a lot of McDavid is media hype. And if you watch the game on mute, you'll notice that he's actually being propped up by everyone else. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Here's one thing about McDavid that I've watched him a lot lately. He does play a bit too much on the perimeter. I will say That's that. That's his game, though. But, you know, you got to go to the net. What are you going to say? The guy's going to score 150 points. Come on, stop <laughs> it. We, gotta, we should shut up about it. What I don't like about McDavid is this. When things get out of hand in the ice, he gets a little chippy in a weird way. Like, he'll come into the scrum late. Like a hothead? Yeah, no, yeah. he'll come into the scrum late. Okay. His stick will come up at the weird time. Maybe he's looking for the referee and throwing an elbow. Like, that's the kind of thing that I don't like about McDavid. I've noticed lately, I, I, it's, it's getting to, Edmonton's been winning. 
Yeah. So it's changed his game. But not, when they were in that little slump there, I've, I had the games on PVR rewind a couple times, and I say a guy of that caliber, I don't think they necessarily have to do it. Like he never came into the the league with an edge. No. You know what I mean? No. Like, you know, he's not like, like even Kucherov has a bit of an edge to him. I mean, maybe he's is. being in Alberta for that long, <laughs> he's just got to develop and, one. And, and then, and the thing is, when you're growing up in Southern Ontario in the GTA and they suddenly plop you into Edmonton, that's culture shock unto itself. Oh, hell yeah. Like, there's no particular reason I ever want to go to Edmonton again. You know what I mean? Unless Jesus is there or I've, aliens I, yeah. showing up. You know, no, I got no, no offense love. to Edmonton, but for no, we it's love not, you, Edmonton, not exactly the greatest design city. I've heard like everything's kind of very spread out. Oh, yeah. every It's everything yeah. everywhere and people doing stupid shit. But in any event... But I, I want to bring that up to you because I know you do watch the games yes, on mute. Yes, I do. Exactly. And, and is McDavid being propped up by his teammates and... He okay, can't do things I'm, I'm by gonna, himself. Uh, I'm, no, I. You know what? I don't want to sit in the fence in this, but there is there is some merit. I'll give it a, okay, a touch of merit. Okay. Because what that leads to is the chippiness. Because you know when the guy the guys are up there, and then you got to show you're part of the team. I'm just saying this. I think that you work you're splitting hairs. When, when, you, when you, we take a take on McDavid like that, okay? Because first of all, when you're scoring 150 points, bro, what are you doing wrong? What are you doing wrong? But who would be propping him up? Ryan Nugent Hopkins? <laughs> I mean... I don't know. Like, Zach Hyman? Like, that's Zach Hyman. You know what? He's another guy. But he's... Okay, the the thing is, though, like, on McDavid's wings right now are, like, Derek Ryan and Dylan Holloway. Hollow, Hollow, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Holloway, whatever. And he's a hacker. Like, come on. Evander Kane's been playing with him a bit, but... Uh, I thought Kane and Hyman were playing with Dreisaitl on the yeah, second they, line yeah, lately. Yeah, they've been playing more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kane's been playing more because they're trying to pick up Dreisaitl, who's turned into a little bitch. <laughs> I know, I don't know. Your favorite. Oh, come on. This guy's now, a little bitch. He's a great hockey player. Quit quiet crying. Just play hockey. Something's I wish wrong. he was better defensively. That's my only well, that's real complaint about well, him. That, well, that's what's killing him. Yeah. Because he's not, you know, all of a sudden they're looking at the film, and when they score that other goal, and he doesn't get this even strength goal, the, the one's going against him, and his plus minus is going minus, yeah. then what's the, the call? That's your game, Dreisaitl. That's you. You get back. You start back checking. There's a place called in front of your own zone that you got to help the guys out once in a while. And For sure. The thing about Edmonton is they want to take off so quick. That's their game because yeah. they can fly. But I'll say this. I think Connor McDavid is a generational player. 100%. Okay, so... We're, we're he does things that no one else can even like dream of doing. Exactly. So this gets me back to, and I know you're a hater, and I know my boss is a hater, which caught me off guard because none of you guys like Crosby. None of you guys. What? Like I love Crosby. Oh, you do good. What are you talking about? Okay, good. I take offense to that statement. Okay, then I thought it was you. Maybe it was my I boss. I love. I'm. I'm a Crosby stan. Okay, I stand good. For okay, Crosby. Um, okay. I'll put that in the house. That happens. I I apologize immensely. But I, I, remember when he came you. into the I league? Accept your apology. Okay, because I like I've always liked Crosby myself, but remember he got that bit of a reputation for being a, a whiner uh, and all that stuff too. Why? Because you know what I mean. I mean, when guys are all over you, hacking and slashing like, and he's small. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but let's put it in perspective right now. Okay, right now, Connor McDavid has passed in points Sidney Crosby's best season. Yeah. Think about that. Like, and, Cros and Crosby's had a great career. Straight to Hall of Fantastic Fame. Fantastic career. Three Stanley yeah, first, Cups. He's going to be first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah, three, he got three Stanley Cups, right? Three Stanley Cups, two finals MVPs. MVPs uh, uh, the goals. Yeah, two gold medals. The, the World the, Cup the of Hockey, World oh, Championship, oh, World just, Juniors. Oh, just, just keep adding it Heart up. Trophy, Rocket oh, Richard. Okay, okay. We got all of that. And Connor McDavid's going to score 150 points this year. 
Nobody has At done least. that since when? That's 90s scoring, bro. That's 90s. Early 90s scoring. Early, pre-trap. Yeah. Pre-trap. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're talking 150 points in this end. So I'm not saying the other guys prop him up, but I, 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 you know what it is? Sometimes what I see, and I don't mean that he's chippy, it's like somebody does something to McDavid and someone sticks up for him, and then McDavid will get in then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of instigating the stuff himself. Do you all know my theory about why this guy said this? So he's dealing with kids, skills development. Yep. I think he's saying this and because, like, I think it's a little bit of subtle manipulation where it's him going – where I think kids are a lot more receptive to, hey, this guy plays the wrong way. You got to play like this guy. Instead of coming from an angle where it's like, well, you're never going to make it like this. You know, I think it's – I think it's that kind of – Subtle manipulation, you know, trying to get them to play. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And yeah. like, I, you look at some of his clients, and I'm like, okay, this this makes total sense. God, I'll got, bring that up after too, because okay, that would okay, give okay. things away. Okay. And so then I, one last note about this was, um, in his story about this whole McDavid thing, he immediately props up Josh Hosang after, which I found hilarious because the because the last McDavid hater I met. Guess who he loved? Josh Hosang. So that's just like that's just a funny little oh, coincidence. Oh, that, that's more than a coincidence. Come on, let's call in a detective. Now, now the plot thickens. Sure, the plot thickens. Yeah, and, like, and the whole thing was like, oh, Hosang, he didn't get the hype. That's why he got drafted late in the first round. It's like, really? Just, or he just wasn't as good? You know, come on, stop. <laughs> we know, we, we know that. They're nothing against that guy's talent. That's I like Hosang. Like, I'm I like not a. Play, I'm not a fan, but he plays. He's, he's good. He's good. He's a good minor league guy. Yep. Yeah, couldn't quite you. crack the NHL, but that's fine. Like it's the odds are stacked against you. Oh, 100 percent. Which are like to this guy's point. Like if you want these kids to make it, like you gotta get them, you know, to play a certain way, right? Not yeah. everyone can play like McDavid and make it. There's only one guy that could do that. Let's be real. Well, I heard the best about that is um, the guy in Montreal. No, the kid Harvard, Harvard. Uh, I don't know. Let's say the guy with the two of the two names, Pernay. He's playing on their top line. It's Suzuki, him, and Anderson. And the kid's got uh, what is it? Eight points, nine points in his last seven games. Okay. And the first thing that he said when they talked to him, what about your game? And he goes, the only reason I'm going to stay on the ice if I play D. And that's what go. the kids got to learn. There you know you what I mean? Like yep. you're all flash. Like the reason I think Drew and such a disaster is that guy could not learn how to play any kind of defense. Yeah, he's a one-dimensional player. A one-dimensional player. So can't what? score. He can't score either, which is a big problem. He's a like pure playmaker. Okay, I got that. It's, it's he, easy to shut him down. And and he has had a couple of good setups as of late. But that's not, sure. But, but that, that, that's his only real kind of tool in his toolbox. You know. Yeah. So let's get rid of him. His contract's over. I'm done oh, with done. the guy. He's done. Um. Yeah, I, I, I've got no... That was, that's arguably Bergevin's worst move. Is oh, 100%. 100%. There's no doubt. But in any event, we want to... Be, before, we haven't got a lot of time left here. We want to... Quickly, we want to... Um, to I want to bring up something that I said earlier in the year, and now I'm starting to say, where is this going? But very, Still hockey related, or are we moving no, on? No, we're, we're going we're gonna to cross over to the two in this way. I was saying for the longest stretch of time that the NBA games weren't even holding up at all to the quality of the NHL games, mm-hmm. okay? And as of late, um, as you say, maybe it is the dog days that's caused the issue or whatever the case may be, but I found that the quality of the do- of the games in the NHL lately have uh, deteriorated a bit. Yeah. Look at us showing up against Carolina the other night. Come on, guys. We're playing decent hockey, and then we lay that egg? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's a dog days issue. Like, I would wait. Give it a couple weeks until after the trade deadline. I think the quality is going to start rising up again. We saw this with the NBA, too. 
right before the trade deadline where it's like a big lull. Now all of a sudden, you know, things are more in place and like it's starting to rise a little bit, right? Yes. There's still too many guys being rested in the NBA. Oh, granted. that's true too. I okay, we're gonna get to that. What what I'm what scares me about it is like I'm saying now, is everybody backing off to wait for the playoffs? Okay, like we brought up that thing about what O-Dog was saying about the no-hitting hitting. and all that. So is everybody looking around? Because if you really look at it, um, there's a scramble in some of the playoff positions. Like there's like like Colorado's in third place right now. By the end of the week, they could be the eighth place team. Okay, yep. the Islanders made their move. They lost four in a row or whatever the case may be. So what I'm saying is that are these gonna, guys going to jockey for the position? So there's going to be some teams that you got to go for. You got to really, really go for it. So yeah. I don't know if it's their fault. So the game they really had to go for was Nashville. They had to really go for it. They're playing a good team. They're called the Boston Bruins. They got bitch slapped. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I think I think Nashville's going to be a seller at the deadline. Actually, now they are after that yeah. game. I I don't know. So which brings me over to what scares me about the NBA. Let's talk about the NBA. Let's. I'm really really looking forward to the March Madness NCAA college basketball tournament. So I will turn off the NBA for a while. Me too. Gonna, I want to just too. turn the NBA off. I'm kind of disgusted in the fact that in the middle of the season, you can completely rebuild your team. Completely rebuild your team. Now, here's what's going to come up even more. Are you talking about Brooklyn? Brooklyn is the biggest disaster in history of sports. When you look back at what they had, they had Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. That's going to be like one of those, like not a full 30 for 30, but like one of those like little short ones they do. That's going to be a class yeah. in Harvard where you discuss not how to build a team. That's what that's going to be. It's going to be a Harvard lesson. You're going to go to Harvard and they're going to say franchises, how to screw one up completely with a billion dollars. Because yeah. look at the money that went through. Look at the, You're talking Kyrie. You're talking Durant. You're talking Harden. That's three $40 million players a year. Yep. Okay, but that's not what I'm getting at. Now, all of these guys, which we had our show last week, which I heard through the grapevine, I th and I told these people, start hitting a like on us. A bunch of people listened to our show last week. They didn't touch anything. They just listened, and then they didn't let us know. Well, how did you know that? Well, I listened to the show. Let us know you're listening, please. Anyone out there listening, how's it happen? But what we're talking about... Yeah, we're, on, we're on Instagram, and we're on Facebook, Facebook yes. we're on TikTok. All you got to do is hit the goddamn thing, and we're there. What gets me about it is the fact that... Um, all this bullshit that we've seen all season with the Kyrie, Durant jumping, LeBron going through his record, uh, Memphis being called bad guys, the quality of plays brutal, the blowouts, the stupidity, and I'm still saying everybody should not – nobody talks about Milwaukee. who's was probably the most complete team in the NBA. But that kind of scares you don't, you, don't you think? What's that? Milwaukee, no one's talking in a about row, them. 12 in a row. No, they're a serious team, man. And they play defense. They do all the things basketball teams are going to do. They're they're one of those teams like if they're healthy, I think there's a good chance they upset Boston. Oh, I do too. No, I don't want. I wouldn't call it an upset because middle. Well, it's a technical like a, upset just because they're a lower seed, right? Okay, but. yeah, okay, yeah, okay. If that way, but I, I'm I'm saying if Giannis gets because I think Giannis is such a great player that he needs two rings to verify how great he was. He is because mm -hmm. like Dirk Nowitzki went to Hall of Fame and he's great. He's great. He's great. But they stole that one championship from Miami, so he's only got the one ring, so he doesn't get to that plateau yeah. of what we're saying so and i think giannis is a, is really a um, another generational player and i hope he wins another one so he'll solidify his greatness but that's not my point my point is this now you look what happened in the west the phoenix suns now are a powerhouse they're the team to beat oh my god look and, and that team was fading 20 yep. games ago 
Eaton wasn't talking to the coach. I tried to get Booker on the bitch list. Chris Paul looked like he was running out of gas, and you parachute in Kevin Durant yeah. on a team that's solid. Cost him a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. But, okay, I think, but if, you I think it's chip, be worth- if you get the chip, yeah. it doesn't matter. Everything doesn't count because you start next season, everybody's at even again. And you got Jay Crowder out of town, which was becoming a problem, too. Okay, right? there you go. Yeah. So they, they did that. Now we got the Clippers. They're trying to add a piece because those guys have been sitting around all season. You see when the Clippers play, when they come to play? Like, they beat Phoenix the other night, but they didn't have Durant, which is going to make yeah. a difference. But that Clipper team is deep. Oh, they are. They got they run eight or nine guys. Norm Powell looks like he could win six man of the year this year, too. Oh, yeah. No, he's solid six man of the year. Uh, um, Plumley, who I've yep. always hated since college. <laughs> college hated that guy. He's playing solid. Their role players are playing their role. So that's going to look good. The Lakers have shifted things around to a point where nobody's going to want to play the Lakers in the first round. Now, they're not even in the play-in right now, but I think they're going to make it. We're going to have that argument in a minute. They're not going to make it. Oh, Okay, well, we'll discuss why. But anyways, what really scares me about the whole thing is this has not been a very big quality season for the NBA. Okay? Oh, hell no. Okay. So now they've restructured all these teams, and suddenly we're going to get in the playoffs, and we're going to get some terrific games, some crazy dogfights, or are we going to get Game 7 of Milwaukee-Boston, which is one of the worst Game 7s in the history oh, of Game 7s, okay? That was, a, uh, yeah. was that was a horrible game. So what I'm scared of is now all these guys want rings. Okay, and they've all positioned themselves that they've got their crews together. Let's go for it. So all of a sudden, we're going to see all this amazing basketball for six weeks, which is going to make us completely forget how terrible the season is. That's what scares me. And guess what? I'm going to be one of the morons. That's Oh, God, we got game six tonight. Memphis and the Lakers. Holy cow. LeBron's got to win. Get okay. Out of here. okay, what have happened? What if they get to a six game? And, and, and Memphis is down 3-2. Are you not going to want to be watching? Watch. Of course you're going to watch. Be, my eyes are going to be glued to the TV once NBA playoffs come on. I know that. I'm not going to fool myself and lie to my audience But we are here, fooling but... ourselves because we just we, – we, we sold, they sold hey, but us we can, out. But we can say – but we can – be fair and like say hey like you're having a trash regular season but like okay, playoffs so, is a okay. different game you know that okay agreed in every in every aspect so guess what's going to happen are they going to overshadow the nhl again so it's like this is this what we're going to do in the grand scheme of things probably uh, in this the, country well, probably not no but i'm saying i always found the first round of the playoffs nhl hockey is some of the best sports of the year we know that. oh yeah 100 percent. okay so what i'm getting at is i'm gonna always nba use, first round eh. yeah it doesn't okay. usually get good till the second round because you got to get rid of the bums so i'm gonna get back Back to my analogy where I like to use food in everything. Everything. Let's compare food. Like it comes to music. Cruise the old the old foodie. The old foodie that I am. So let's <laughs> so what what is the MBA? I love pizza. You have a favorite pizza place, right? I have a favorite I do. pizza place. Okay. You better have. You're Italian. Okay, so in any event, it's called Nonna's house. There, oh, that's even better. I, I want to come. I, I want to get that. I want in on that. But um, that's pizza in North York. Oh, that's. I bet you it is. Uh, no doubt. Um, my point being is, you're going to your favorite pizza place, and you're gonna, you're gonna always buy pizza from there. Mine is the best pizza in the world. I hope you get a chance. It's Capri Pizza in Windsor. They're gonna do a, actually. They're to get off topic for just for a second. They're gonna do a thing on where they want Windsor to be considered one of the top pizza places in the world. 
I'll get by in that. Windsor needs something. In oh, they, well, they, they've, they've always had great pizza. I grew up there. I'd go, if, I, if we ever get down there, go to Capri or Arcata. But that's not my point. I'll, I'll ask you to remind me if I when go, you down go down to, there. Next time I go to like, go Detroit to, or something. Yes, go yeah. to Capri or Arcata. Uh, either one are amazing. But this is my point. Okay, so I'm always ordering from Capri. I'm always going to order Capri. And one night I get a Capri pizza and it's kind of like, well, you know, it was okay. All right. That's what I'm talking about, the NBA season. That's what's going to happen. Oh, it's going to be okay. But then the playoffs going to come and it's going to be my favorite Capri pizza. That's why we get fooled. And in my old age, and I've got more less time here than time already spent, I want to, uh, when we talk about generations and the, the differences in how things are playing, I'm saying that things have got too soft. Things have got too much money. People are going to go, and now it's the playoffs. They're all going to lose their minds. So we're going to completely forget about that garbage is the regular season because we got Memphis and the Lakers in a game six with LeBron up 3-2. Like that kind of scenario, you know what I mean? Yep. And then every show's going to hype it. This is the NBA, the game. Everybody's watching. Everyone's going to talk about it. I'm going to go, but what about that game we watched when Memphis was supposed to play Milwaukee as that great preseason game and that lost by 40? What about that game where the Clippers went to Boston and we we're waiting for the playoff game to come and all of a sudden everybody sat? Well, the big one was uh, there was that uh, nationally televised game between, I think it was Nuggets and... Uh, the Bucks. Everybody sat. Yeah, and then Mike Malone, uh, co- he's a coach. Yeah, of the yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, he blamed the league. Can't blame me for sitting these players. That's the league's fault for having a nationally televised game back-to-back. Come on, I'm buddy. I'm sick of that. Charles Barkley said it's a it cop-out. Charles Barkley said, do you know what? When I started in this league, we were still flying coach. Think about and that. And these guys were playing 82 games a season. And playing 82 games a season. Now these guys can't play four times a week. They cry about everything. They all bring a crew with them on the plane. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I love the NBA. I love basketball. Everybody knows I'm a basketball junkie, but I'm getting a little irritated that you're selling me out during the season. This is going to so be a I, big sticking point in the next CBA. Oh, I can't wait. And I hope they shove it straight up their asses. Because, I, think there's, I think we're hanging for a lockout. Oh, I, I 100% going to go for a lockout. You have to because look what the players are doing. And look at here. But here's what makes it even crazier. Kyrie, that little bastard... Said I wanted to be traded, and guess what? He ended up getting traded, and Mark Cuban's going to give him the bag. Oh, yeah. He's going to get it. So after all of that bullshit, the guys missed what? A hundred and what out of how many games? How many games that we lost, okay? that And now the guy's going to get $40 million for three years. How do you do that? And now go, we're doing all... Oh, let's hear Ooh. it. Where's your, ah! What's your source? <laughs> That's the best clown show all day. I love that. Bring in the guy from It. I, I, you're buying that? <laughs> well, not at Chewy's. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Serge, I love you. I, I can't buy it. Come on, you know where we're at. What? We're at Chewy's, man. What, what do you think a bunch of hab guys are going to do? <laughs> We're going to run with that all day. By the way, if you've never been to Shuey's Bar and Grill and, or the house that happens, come on in. We are a safe place because we keep tabs on the Habs. I was waiting for that line. Okay, yeah. We keep tabs on the Habs. But let's get back to what we are talking about yeah. there. Yeah, but on a serious note, uh, both those players are making their debuts tonight. Are they really? Are they? Oh, that's the breaking news. They are playing tonight? They are. 
Wow, we were discussing that. We were wondering, wow, okay. we're going to see it tonight. Gotta, I got to check if uh, the line rushes are up uh, yet. Okay, let's take a look. That's going to be crazy. That means it's going to be sloppy. Oh, they're against Montreal. Good. The first thing we're going to do, oh, Aberjackie's A little warm-up game for the Leafs. Stop it, stop it. You know what I, you know what I like? And I, and I'm going to bring up, because I love Aberjackie. I'm getting a jersey. Did you see that big clown he had a fight the other night? And Ryan O'Reilly, he's on the second line with the Tavares and Marner. Just okay, like I thought. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the, yeah, that made makes sense. Who is on that line now that gets pushed down? They uh Yarn Croak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I don't mind him on the third line, though. That's probably more his uh and Noel Latardi playing fourth line center tonight, so knocking uh Holmberg out of the lineup. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Holmberg's been in and out though. Nah, he's been in the fourth line center pretty, pretty steady. steady. Yeah, every Did he night. get benched last week for something? They brought somebody up. Maybe I think it was. I think they, I think they scratched uh, like they put uh, that Anderson guy in for someone on the right wing. But yeah, so and Ashton Reese stays in the lineup. So you're right about that. Yeah, I, 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 he should be around. But in any event, um, like I was saying, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be loving the playoffs and forgetting about the regular season because what happens here is why do we love the games it's called a pastime we go to the tv because we mm -hmm. want to be entertained ultimately these things are shows so we got to watch 16 bad shows to get three good ones that's what's irritating me and then we're gonna go yeah if, if that was a regular tv show i'm finding a new show to watch oh 100 percent, and that's that that's my point so when we're getting around to that however when we're talking about this, there's been a little bit of a difference in uh, there was an, a mo uh, momentous, monumental event happen this week in the world of sports. Whether you like it or not, you're going to be pro about it, negative about it, how it was done. But LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time scoring yep. lead in the NBA is an absolutely tremendous feat. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Okay, so yeah. now that we're here, you're you're not exactly... I, I got a message where it said from Mr. Milani, if I may quote, la bitch. I think that was <laughs> what I seen on it. It said la bitch. Okay, so I want you to James. justify why because he sat out the next four games. Yeah, like what you what you get the record all of a sudden it's like oh yeah I don't got to worry about my team don't worry get to that we got to get in the play in I got to just sit back and relax and you know kind of enjoy the the pomp and circumstance. I heard and, they had a big party. The family was out. He was wearing some badass suits. And oh, good said, for him! I got to smoke some weed. And you ever notice that Kevin Durant is in Phoenix yet? But every time they flash him in the game, he's red eyed. <laughs> It's just hilarious. <laughs> why not? Why yeah, not? Oh, why not? He's not playing. He's coming over there, and my wife. I'm not anti-weed at all. So no, you neither know am I. <laughs> neither am I. Uh, my wife always says, "You always say that." And I go, "Look, look, look." You know what I'm saying? And they. they I mean, it's funny. Like, Nothing it against is. you guys. Just no, funny. no, it, it is funny. He says, "Are you like st stoners? No stoners." <laughs> sure. Go, not guys. That guy's. I want whatever he's smoking. Sometimes I see him on the For bench. Sure. And I'm going, look at those eyes. How do you get those eyes? That's something <laughs> damn good. But in any event, I'm thinking that I, I'm giving I'm giving LeBron a pass on that. What? Now, I'm giving him a pass on that because, first of all, I think they're going to make the play-in because they made the right adjustments in their schedule down the stretches. They got a bunch of bums on their schedule. What I'm worried about is the Anthony Davis mm, factor. I, I, that's what I want to bring up. There's something's gone wrong. His body language has just been off all season. Okay, so now— Especially he, as of late. Okay. Like, we, when, when LeBron broke the record, like— it did not look like this guy gave two fucks. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, okay. He he gave a, a 
In fact, he looked a little upset that the ball wasn't going to him more. Okay, well, I think I'm going to give him the, uh, what would you call it, the Johnny Cochran treatment on that, how you get around that on, on Anthony Davis, because he was playing at an NBA, uh, MVP caliber before he got injured. Okay? Yeah, like first team All-NBA. Oh, like oh yeah, he, kinda, was, yeah. he was playing some of the best AD ball. They weren't calling him street clothes, okay, <laughs> which is a bad rep to have. So there is a rumor. There is a rumor. But the owner of the, the Nets just told the Lakers, eat my shorts every time they came. There was a rumor that LeBron tried to backdoor a deal, AD for KD. Nobody's nah, saying, no no, oh, of course it didn't go down. But the fact that LeBron would even do that, where he was one that coaxed AD to come to L.A. So I'm going to say this about what people are going to say. LeBron's soft. LeBron doesn't have a killer instinct. LeBron this, LeBron that. LeBron is actually quite a ruthless mofo. Oh, yeah. He's ruthless, okay? And but, like, I, don't, I, I've, I got a problem with basketball players playing GM as well. I, I don't and agree using with Rob, that. And using Rob Plinka as his puppet there. Okay, I, I, yeah. okay I'm, I'm, that's when you were saying la bitch. I said that's where we're going to go to Plinka and his GM skills. Okay. <laughs> what skill? <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's, uh, that, that's an interesting um, – way to look at it so to speak but um i sell i say when i was a kid if you had told me that someone was going to break kareem abdul jabbar's scoring record i would have told you i got a better chance with the leprechaun in the uh on the unicorn oh yeah that was considered an untouchable record an untouchable record agreed and another thing is i think that's coming out and it will be on my finish this weekend no more procrastinating as i want i'm going to do a piece because i think that it's seriously be considered now um with this generation that kareem Abdul Jabbar is going to get pushed to the back of the bus. Nobody's going to talk about his greatness because he played in a different era and a different time. So one more time. That's can- already starting to happen with Magic and Bird. Oh, I Bird! Think. I think Bird's coming back, and I don't think Magic gets enough credit because I think Magic and Both Bird. Both those guys don't get. Uh, they made Bird the NBA. especially doesn't get enough. Oh, I, credit. I've been uh, me of all people. Me of all people have been defending Larry Bird to the max because that guy is top five NBA. I don't get. I'll make him five. He just missed the Mount Rushmore. Just yeah. say whatever. That's fine. You know what I mean? Larry Bird is like beyond. But even on like top 10 lists, you don't see him on there. I, I, I go, who's top 10 list is? It's making it. <laughs> Some like, bum. I like Dan Orlowski all the time on, on because uh, my former Detroit Lion, and he's a great football analyst. He gave his five best quarterbacks of all time. He didn't put in Joe Montana. So therefore, his credit yeah, bills has gone out the window. How can you do that? So that's what I'm saying. you got to look at Larry Bird and Magic. They made the league. When they came into the league, remember, the championships were on tape delay. When those two guys were drafted, yep. that was a tape delay league. That's how Magic's was. first championship when he played center that was on tape delay. Was on tape delay. That's what people don't. That's how far these guys have brought the NBA. Now nobody flies, coach. You bring your crew on the plane. You can't play four days a week, and you're all bitches. So if LeBron wants to sit back for one, I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt on this one because. That's a we might never see that again in the rest of our life. So what I'm saying is that let's not forget about the old guys. For a second, when I come back about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, remember three high school championships, three NCAA college championships, and the only reason he didn't get four is because back in the day you could not play. You had to play on the freshman team. Yep. People didn't realize that. Yeah, we talked about that last week. There you go. The they won the 1971 championship with Oscar Robertson and five more rings. So I I think that. The problem with the world today, not even being soft, is that everyone thinks history is last week. 
basically what have you done for me lately what have you done for and that's all due to this thing called social media and technology for all the great things that it's done for our world it's also hurt a lot of things which is so ironic if you think about it because like all this information all this history it's, it's more accessible than ever before but like people don't want to turn the page you know a few a few more back all you know? they want to talk about is last week yeah last week is history and i'm going we are we are what we are doing is we are depriving this generation of the opportunity to increase knowledge and have more respect for the games that they run to play yeah games they run to watch games they want to do now i don't want to take it much longer because i know mr milani you want to get out of here <laughs> I, okay? I, I do have things to do today okay so there's one you said at the end of the show that we would try to have a situation where we're going to have a weird quirk so here's my quirk of the day and i want your take on this who is a more spectacular athlete in this day and age is it patrick mahomes or is it connor mcgregor I'd say Mahomes. Really? Because of the championships? Is he got the rings? Well, okay. Mine, I'm going to give some you bias who's here my... because, like, I'm not a fighting guy. I'm not a UFC guy. I'm not the guy that's like, I'll watch, like. Oh, not Conor McGregor. I mean, Conor oh, McDavid. David. Sorry. Okay. Why did I say McGregor? Right? McGregor. Yeah. Freudian slip, people. Yeah. Can I rephrase that? Who is the most exciting player in our generation right now? Is it Patrick Mahomes or Conor McDavid? Sorry. So, Freudian slip. <laughs> Okay. Again, my answer, well, again, because of biased, I'm a hockey guy. Yeah. It's McDavid. You think so? Yeah. I think the difference being is that I think McDavid actually has a more impact on the game because Mahomes is not out there when the defense is playing. So I will say that. But what we're talking You can make the argument, though, that McDavid's only on like a quarter of the time, a third of the time, because of like how you got to shift out the forwards, though, right? There you go. That's the other argument. And the ball is touched every time that Mahomes is on the field. Okay, so what I'm saying is, let's talk about that this week. I want to come back and say, we did it be already our top 10, and Mahomes and McDavid were both on that list. But it was just occurring to me the other day when you were talking about um, when I seen McDavid getting a little bit chippy, and you just happened to bring up. Because notice I had that, I'm McGregor, McDavid. I did not know you were going to bring up that take on... On McJesus? On him yeah. getting being held up by the rest of the team. Meanwhile, I'm already want to bring him up about is he the most spectacular player of <laughs> the a gen yeah. in a generation? Just, yeah, in all a sports. generation. So that's a weird that we are paying attention to um, to uh, who, the greatness in all of sports. We're sure. not a one-trick pony here at the house that happens. Okay? My other little quirk of the week, and this is going to really blow you away. I'm going to say something positive about Mr. Hayes. I am shocked. Let's hear it. He says if he never goes to Utah in his whole <laughs> life. Did you hear that take? <laughs> I, did. I I wanted I to did. buy. Did you hear that? I wanted to buy him a beer. Like, I've been trying to watch this guy the last two weeks, and I just get past it. Like, why do you got to talk 10 minutes about your hair, guys? It's a sports show. Oh, my God. They're also they going just, on about, uh, like, the tweet that Juju sent uh, to uh, the cornerback uh, there. Like, oh, my God. I, I, came, I came on for sports analysis, and but I will say that was an interesting take, and I know why. I wish they would have brought it out more about why people really don't want to go to Utah and why is Utah got the All-Star game. It's interesting because— Everyone's got to get an All-Star game. That's why. There you go. That's but I why. do think that it was a good take to bring up because if you talk to any of the brothers in the NBA— Where's the last place they want to go? <laughs> the House of Mormon. Isn't that how you're going to speak? Oh, sure. But should we really be disrespecting? Because people don't realize Utah is one of the longest-running franchises 
in the NBA, did they come from the ABA? I think they were one of the teams that came. No, from, no, no. Or they're a franchise, right? Yeah, they. Oh, yeah, they stole from New Orleans. Yeah, they stole from New Orleans. But they've been a great thing because BYU has been a big basketball place with New Mexico next door. Mm. They, they've got a big college tradition too. So, um, I just thought it was hilarious because I never want to go to Utah either. They turned Carl Malone into a white guy. <laughs> So just look at it that way. Utah turned Carl Malone oh, into man. a redneck. It is, and Carl Malone, one of the, he might be like the most unlikable like superstar in NBA history. And maybe its greatest power forward, arguably its mm. greatest power forward. Yeah, and look point. at him now, hanging out with Ted Nugent, maybe. And not acknowledging <laughs> his uh, child that he had out of wedlock. Oh, he's just got everything. And the kick move going to the net. He's like, always doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's Draymond our, that, before Draymond. That, that's Draymond before Draymond. Anyways, I hope that everybody was listening to The House That Happens. You'll realize we are expanding the things that we do on the show. We want to bring you more quirks. And if there's anything that you think that we should be talking about, please come forward. Give us a like. Give us a hello. We are everywhere out there. Isn't it, Mr. Milani? Yes. So we can follow us at The House That Happens. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. And we are on Twitter. Uh, that's it, I believe. I think that's a lot of places us, for a divine, to find us. Yep. Yeah, uh, send us a question. We will answer it on the show. Send us anything. We love getting fan mail and whatever it is. So I'm glad that out there people are listening. Um, just let us know you're listening. We appreciate it immensely. And on, on that note, I want to bet Mr. Milani a beer that Toronto does not beat us by more than two goals. <laughs> okay, that's weak. I'll, I'll take it even better. Montreal for a beer tonight in the game. Let's no matter, they're going to be trying to put in two guys that look the same. So then, when they end of the game, Toronto Maple Leafs will still look like skim milk. Yep. And apologies to we never got to the Raptors today. We oh did not, yes, we yeah. didn't get to uh, Bobachet's contract, which is a holdover from last week. Uh, I want to get to the MLB new rules that were being outlined oh, this week. That'll be the number one. The lead block next week on the show will be strictly baseball because I had a bag load of notes too, bro, about baseball. Kind of, I want to bring. I think the Bichetti contract, before we go, is a good move. I, I good... think he's just signed his way out of town. I give, give Do you? you? Yeah, I think he's gone. Wow. I think, uh, he, may, he may play the end that... of this season. He may play the end of that than the season after, but I think they're going to trade him before that contract's done. That's an interesting take because they got rid of Tosker and what's his name, which is the, the dressing room thing. We didn't get up on the Raptors. I'm going to say one thing. I think the, trap, the Toronto Raptors are going to make the playoffs. I think well, the play-in at least. The play-in. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Potal was a great pickup, and nobody's going to want us make playoffs because Nick Nurse, Nurse is going to coach him up, and we may be the team that pulls a first-round upset. You heard it here from the house. That happens, okay? I, my take on the Raptors, I, I'm going to get it more into this next week. I think because there's rumors of obviously locker room unrest. Uh, that, we we, say, we right? got to discuss that, yes. Yeah, I think they're kind of kicking this tent. I think they're going to do something, something in the offseason. One of the big boys is going to go. Oh, I, I, yeah. I agree too. But we'll, we'll, we're going to discuss Raptors more. We didn't have all the time in the world. But once again, like I say. And Formula One right around the corner. Here we go. Forza and Ferrari. I, I, and that, that makes me bring up my Netflix more than you'd ever know. In any event, once again, I want to have a big shout out to my granddaughter who thoroughly enjoyed the fact that we went down to Roy Thomas Hall. And she Thompson got Hall. Roy Thompson Hall to see classic albums live doing the Beatles' Let It Be. I saw it, I saw you post it on Facebook. Well, Very we had cool. to do it because I'm saying like we're talking. Talking about history, that's my little way of making sure that the next generations 
no what's came that got us here you know what a I'm great saying? album too what, fantastic album i loved it we, by the way it was a great show before we leave the house that happens there's a little segment we'd like to uh bring to you and it's a little trivia thing that's going to be presented to us every week by mr serge singh we've got him at the microphone right now come on serge give us that question okay let's go you know since february it's black history month right yes so we're gonna and tonight the leafs and the habs are playing and yep. uh, so we're going to do two parts of this, right? So okay. I want you to tell me how many black hockey players have played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Zero. <laughs> Wayne Simmons. They have oh, yeah, one Wayne on the Simmons team. Oh, oh, yeah. There <laughs> is actually eight. Okay, so oh, wait Wayne Simmons. Do you, wait, 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 wait. Okay, you, Tony do, do McKay, have all the, Nope, for the Toronto Maple Leafs Hold on, only. do, do okay. you have all of them written down on there? Yeah. Okay, so oh. Wayne Simmons. No, let's, okay. okay, yeah, that's one. Uh, Grant Fear. Two. Um, oof. I thought Tony McKegney, because I thought he got traded later. Guess who was the first black player and the first black American player to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs? I thought it was McKegney. No. Black American no. player. Oh, he played for the Buffalo Sabres. Not George LaRock. Did you ever play for him? Oh, no, he never but played But I'm in the, the neighborhood Leafs. with LaRock. Uh, uh, he played when uh, Brophy was a coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played only four games. Because he was a Five. bum. He couldn't skate backwards. Oh, he was a tough guy. Yeah, that was a tough guy. Who is it again? Val James. Oh, right. Guy cuts a guy. James. Couldn't scheme backwards, though. Yeah, he played, he's he a, played about four years. Big yeah. guy. Oh, you yeah. see Val oh, James? No. Look him Val up. He James should have been a linebacker. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Robbie Earl, is he on the list? Robbie Earl, does, yes, he yeah. did play. Uh, yep. Yeah. Good, good. Wow. Um, he's recent. Yep. Yeah. He was, with, he was a Marley. That that's how yeah. I remember. That's right. Um, I can't think of anybody oh else. God, man. there's one that like you know, I forgot about Val James. You'll know, you'll know. Well, Mark Fraser, yes, uh, Mark Fraser, Mr. Fraser, he's yeah. killing it here, killing it, yeah. and I'm the only brother at the table. And okay, here, here's an, I'm gonna tell you one yeah, of these guys. Yeah. So one of the guys is Andre Duat. He was drafted by Montreal Canadiens. Yes, he never made it. And, yeah, he never. He played about fifteen games. Twenty. Did games he play that many? With the Leafs, he made his NHL debut with the Leafs. We drafted he was drafted him. by Montreal, and he was the first player from Bahamas to ever play in the NHL. Was Interesting. He? You know what? Uh, uh, Andre Duval. Well, but he came in one of those D E U. A-U-X. He got. He was a throw-in yes. at a trade deadline. That's right. He was a trade deadline throw-in. Oh, he was a trade deadline throw-in. I remember him now. That's how the Leafs got him, and the Leafs said, "Okay, because we're a diverse GTA is diverse." <laughs> yeah. They put him on the ice and said, "Get him out of here." There's, there's another guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on the name know, now. He, he was. Uh, he actually played with St. Louis as well. Okay. So, you should I, get him. I should there, get there's him. There's another him. guy. I'm. Blanking on the name now. He's a guy. He was yeah, like, yes. guy. oh yeah. damn, I can't remember him. I, oh, as soon as you tell me, you're gonna make me scream. The Val James ones, I should have remembered. As soon as you said him, I should went, have. oh god, Val James, of course. Where are the other Jamal ones? Jamal Myers. Jamal oh, Myers. Yes. Yeah. We should have all. Yeah, known that. yeah, yeah. And then there was a player who played five games like after Fear, like early 80, 90s. John Greg Head. John I don't remember Greg him Head. at all. Five yeah. six games. I don't remember him so, at all. So like in order, Jamal Myers. In order, it was Val James. Grant Fuhrer, John Gar, uh, Greg Head, Jamal Myers, yeah. Andre Duvall. Yeah, I remember him. Wade Simmons. No, I'm oh, sorry. Robbie Earl, Mark Fraser, and Wade Simmons. Interesting. Right. Eight players. That's pretty cool for Black the, History Month. Yeah, I think so you it's Black History Month, you know. And um, the question I'm going to leave with you for the Habs and thing for next week is I want you to know, uh, let, let me know how many players. 
I played for both the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's part one of the question. Okay. How many players have won a Stanley Cup with the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Maple Leafs? And how many players are in the Hall of Fame that's played for the Toronto Maple Leafs? And the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, well, I'll tell you two off the hop. I know that yeah. played that won Stanley Cups. Frank Mahovlich That's and the easy and, one. and uh, Duffy. Duff, Dickie Duff. Yeah. Dick, Dick, Duff. Dickie Duff. Yeah. yeah, those are two. You know, yeah. but there's a defenseman. But we'll I'll, I'll, I'll research that. There's a defenseman I'm missing that played for Montreal and Toronto that won Stanley Cups. Oh, Doug Gilmore is one that's in the Hall of Fame that played for both. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so is Frank Mahovlich. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah, and and I don't know—is Dick Duff in there? He's not in there. He's not. In the I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. No. Yeah. There's a defense. No, he's not. No, he's not. But there's a defenseman. There's a defenseman that. Um, oh. I will think of it. I will think of it because I think he went Brent from Olmsted. Bert Olmstein. Yeah, Bert Olmstein. Yeah, that's the guy. He he, he played with both guys. guys. And you know what? There's another guy that went from Detroit, Toronto, Montreal. There was a guy that was in that string because I was living down in Windsor back down in the days when I was a kid. And I remember there's a guy that went from Detroit, Toronto to Montreal. And I think he won a Stanley Cup with in the early 60s and he came to Montreal. He won one of the early Stanley Cup ones and he was gone. Yeah. Like, you know, or J.C. Trombley won in 69 yeah, yeah, and he went yeah. to WJ and, and it yeah. was a guy like that. All right. But I can't remember. But I'm, try, I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to think of like recent trades Montreal and Toronto made. So like well, the they rarely to, make trades. I, I know they. Uh, the ones mind? that come to mind: Thomas Plakanich. Oh yeah. Mikhail yeah. Grabowski. Yeah. Um, I can tell you some more. That, that's those are like the two recent There's ones. Cordick and Courtnell. Oh yeah, Cordick. Shane Corson. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Courtnell. Courtnell. Number six on the Habs. He was a Leaf on the Hound line here. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So for John Cordick. John Cordick was a fighter. So Shane Corson played. Yeah. played. Corson and Corson played for And Courtnell. There's two more players that yeah. played. Yeah. I would have got Corson. Yeah, but Corson came as a free agent. Yeah. Wasn't a trade. No, yeah. no. Yeah. But Courtnell was a trade. You, you think of some other trades, Leafs and Habs. I can't think of any, man. Like they don't trade. There was a goalie somewhere along the line. Someone traded a goalie. What goalie is it? Goalie. Bunny the Rock. Oh, that's both? what. Uh, that's right. See, I knew oh, Bunny Jacques Plant played for both teams. Both, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, but Bunny the Rock got traded. Like, no, no, yeah, 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 I know. I know. Goalie. That's, I knew I'm just throwing names out there because. Yeah, I just remembered. I knew <laughs> he said goalie. goalie that got Bunny the Rock. Bless and, his and here's soul. something. Uh, here's a little trivia for that too. Is uh. Ted Kennedy, you know, led the Leafs captain. Teeter Kennedy. Yeah, Teeter Kennedy. Like, he led... Um, he played for Detroit, too. No, 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 but listen to this. He actually was a Montreal Canadian, uh, like a prospect. Really? I mean, he was in the Montreal system, and, like, Montreal had him. They traded the rights to the Leafs. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I had no did idea. He play, oh, yeah. Did he play for the Leafs and, and he, the Red No, Wings? he didn't play with the – he played with the, the Leafs. He won, like, five Stanley Cups in the 40s. Oh, yeah. As a heart trophy, too. Yeah, yeah. so – but uh, he was a Montreal – Prospect. Like a pick there, wow. you know what I mean? How oh, did yeah. they let him go? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and well any, you know, uh, Gordie Howe was a Montreal Canadiens uh, – that nah, was a rumor. Time. I don't believe that. Oh, I heard. I, I I heard. I heard trivia guys have said yes. Some historians have said yes that Montreal kicked the tires, but they, oh, they kicking stayed. tires is no, doesn't necessarily they, mean they had them. Yeah, they had that's them. what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. Nah, I think it was a kick the tires. This thing. might be a little uh, house that happens investigation. We'll that's have what to we're going do, yeah. to do. We will. We'll check that out. So yeah. we're going to hold Good. that as, as, a, as a part of the end of our show next week. We are going to. Uh, Figure out this Montreal-Toronto thing, and perhaps maybe we'll enhance a rivalry that was never really a rivalry. Yeah, is that the it's word? Really, it's really Montreal and Boston. Thank you very much, yeah. and we know that. They just wanted some little attention, you know, sell some newspapers. That's right. That's because we know that's in a Etobicoke. <laughs> what do you mean? I thought Toronto's the center of the hockey universe. Oh, please. 
please. We are at the house that happens, and we know we are at Chewy's Bar and Grill, and we know this is where we keep tabs on the Habs. With that being said, Serge, thanks for the trivia question. Andrew, I'm impressed with your knowledge of the brothers in the NHL. I told you, the hockey trivia, that's a forte of mine. There you go. In any event, I want to say one more time, anything else to say? My name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. Thanks for listening. We're the house that happens, and we're out of here.